0: This episode of Gravity Lab Radio has been brought to you by Option Studios. Option Studios is the first place Gravity Lab radios and the rating center goes with all our graphic design needs. Uh, they've actually done a lot of work for people throughout the sport, throughout the industry. They've worked for uh, most of your big name manufacturers and your brands. A lot of you guys and gals know of Option Studios because they make these super dope fly pro jerseys. You see them all over the place. Companies like Performance Designs. Um, Infinity, Velocity Sports Equipment, Apex Base, they're all using uh, Option Studios jerseys, the pros jerseys, pro jerseys, but they're best known uh, originally for their graphic design and all the work they do. They don't just do pull up cords, you've heard us talk about that. They don't just do wind blades and things like that, but they do all sorts of work inside the skydiving industry, also outside the skydiving industry. If you are into trade shows, We have the PIA Symposium coming up, and if you're checking that out in Dallas, a lot of the backdrops, banners, uh, table covers you'll see there were made by Option Studios. So it doesn't matter your industry, doesn't matter your business. Check out pullupcords.com or optionstudios.com. They can make you backdrops. They can make you banners. They are a one-stop shop for your graphic design need. They've designed letterheads, business cards, you name it, for Gravity Lab uh, Radio and the Rating Center. They have done it for us. Give Camille a shout-out there, office at optionstudios.com. She is the brains behind the operation. She will take good care of you. And then Adam Buckner is the uh, principal and the artist, so he's the guy who makes it all look good. She is the gal that makes it happen. We are also brought to you tonight by the Good Guys Detailing. The Good Guys Detailing is a mobile detail shop. They also do have a location based out of uh, Austin. Woo, words today, based out of Austin. Uh, they have, as you've, you've heard us talk about it. They do a lot of cool things, mobile detailing, mobile car washes, anywhere throughout, uh, the Texas area. If you want some of these prime, uh, uh prime, uh, premier services, they have things like, uh, uh ceramic coating, uh, C quartz by CarPro is one of the products they use and G technique by IGL. Myself and Justin, you've heard us talk about, have had this done. It is phenomenal service and, 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 Andreas does a great job, but fresh and new, to the uh, good guys detailing is hydrographics. Hydrographics, a lot of you guys would call it hydro dipping. If you've ever seen people put an image uh, basically on the surface of the water, I'm, I'm not describing it the best, and then they, and they, they slowly submerse or immerse the, the part that they want printed, and then that print transfers directly to that. I've seen them used for car parts, RV parts, uh, I say RV, excuse me, ATV parts, uh, helmets, skydiving helmets, we see them put on a lot. And Andres can do this on shoes, helmets, guns—you name it—they can do it. Uh, prices start at $120 for your skydiving helmets. But remember, they've got to strip that helmet down. They've got to strip the parts off. They've got to go ahead and get all that thing prime and uh, sand—or not prime, but sanded and clean—to make sure it's going to take everything prime and a good base coat, and then do that that transfer. So they'll do that on top of it. They'll also put that ceramic coating they're using on cars to protect that beautiful hydro uh, graphics job you just got done. So check out the Good Guys Detail Texas on Facebook. You can also check out their uh, website. Tell them Gravity Lab Radio sent you, and if you're getting any of those premier services, they will knock a nice little chunk off your bill, including the ceramic coating uh, for your vehicle that C-Quartz by uh, CarPro They'll go uh, $700 just for the month of November. November's almost over to my Houston homies and my Dallas homies. Give them a shout out. One last request to you guys and gals. You're very loyal, faithful listeners to the podcast, or you would have skipped all the ads by now. I really appreciate you guys listening, giving love to our sponsors, to our supporters, the people who make this show possible. Please continue to listen. Also, share this with your friends. Share it on Facebook. Show your friends how to download the podcast. Many of your friends know we exist, but they only watch. They never listen. And and a lot of our friends are just now realizing it, and and they seem to be enjoying it. So teach your friend. Show your homie how to download this. Stop right now before you listen to this wonderful uh, episode. And show a friend how to download it. Show him your favorite episode. And get him hooked on Gravity Lab, man. Help us grow the bigger we grow, the more guests we get, the cooler folks you get to hear from. And I really can't wait to continue learning from some of our heroes and some of our friends. Tonight we had Brooke Ray Dawson, good old country name right there, on the show. Jump Package girl from Canada came to jump her ass off all year long in Spaceland, Houston. She takes the uh, more of a vacation skydiving approach than jumping as much as you can. So she's only going to make like 700 jumps this year. Still tons of jumps, but did a lot of traveling and trips throughout the U.S. as well. So enjoy the show. Enjoy Brooke. Phenomenal human being. Phenomenal stories. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the show. I'm the target of a meat mess with 150 miles an hour (laughs) plus. That got really (laughs) exciting all of (laughs) a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. Ah! You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live.
1: Have we talked about skydiving the whole time?
0: The cat's with a laser pointer? Is that what's <laughs> going <laughs> yeah, on right there? Exactly uh, what's I was doing
2: on. that earlier with my new pistola
0: gentlemen. Nick's distracted and so am I. I am not place.
1: distracted. I am <laughs> playing with cats
0: from afar. You're looking at <laughs> pussy on a webcam. That it's is what you're exactly do- right. That's very true. <laughs> so, uh, Brooke, Brooke. Brooke <laughs> I like Ray. how we're yeah, just okay. going to leave it at that. Alright, yeah, keep on keep <laughs> going. Brooke Ray Dawson is our guest tonight. Um, I feel like I am at the uh, Country Music Awards, and I'm about <laughs> to present Best New Female Vocalist of the Year, C- Brooke Ray Dawson. We, we, well, we already
1: had Susan on the
0: podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is as Texas as we get with your name, but where are you from?
3: Uh, I grew up in Calgary, Alberta.
0: That's Canada.
3: That is Canada.
0: So I've looked at your Facebook. I kind of mm-hmm. cyber stalk people sometimes, All especially right. for the show. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of old pictures of you with cowboy hats. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is very western beckham.
0: Yeah, it's very That's country, isn't
1: it?
3: Yeah. A lot more than Texas, I'd find some places. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the drop. Zone. In what
1: way? What what feels western about Alberta?
3: Um, you get the cowboy and Indian feeling. You get um, especially in Bright Creek where I grew up. It's a very small town, native reserve land. Do you guys have to
1: say cowboy and First Nations people? Is that how they is that what they say? I know how inclusive you guys are.
3: That is the correct way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick, for calling me out. That's okay. I <laughs> Wait, wait, wait.
1: How did you say that? <laughs> First Nations people. That's their version of saying Native <laughs> American instead of Indian or Indigenous or... What's what's the other thing they don't like? Indigenous? is that? No, that's not the um, thing they do. They take offense to something.
3: I don't know. You've lost me.
1: Definitely
0: can't call them Indians, though. Man, I don't get it. So, <laughs> Brooke, you are here at Space Spaceland for a year. Yes. Hopefully longer, because we like having your face around. You
3: know what? I might be back. Really? Wait, wait.
0: What do you mean you might be back?
3: I'm not committing to anything yet, but I might come back for the package again next year. might travel around to different drop zones instead of just staying here through all the crappy weather we get. Like, So (laughs) use the
0: package and go from Spaceland to Spaceland to Spaceland. Yeah. So you're an interesting uh, bird as far as the package goes, because most people think... Unlimited jump package. I am going to jump my absolute ass off. Mm-hmm. And over the years, Space Lands had it, and other drop zones jo- drops have a similar thing. Uh, people have there, there's almost always somebody like you. Last year, we called him Dobbins, Mr. <laughs> Dobbins, except for he was a big drunk. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Dobbins, I love you, sir. Uh, Dobby would drink a lot. You actually do the. I'm going to vacation and party and have a good time, mm-hmm. and still make a lot of skydives. Yep. So it's a different perspective.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to burn out in the sport either. Um, mm-hmm. I've found that with a lot of other sports that I get into, I, I eventually get tired of them. So if I take it more of a leisurely way instead of a work way, mm-hmm. which I mean, some people are really good at, but I won't stick with the sport if I do it that way.
1: So how what's the most jumps you've done in a day since you've been here on the package?
3: Uh, I've done thirteen in a day.
1: And that, how did you feel after doing thirteen?
3: crappy (laughs) yeah it really puts some wear and tear on your body too especially jumping every day for consecutive days while the weather's good then you really regret those nice days that you don't jump when the weather's shitty but i don't know it's good
0: so you came here with how many skydives a hundred and you have how many now
3: Uh, i'm sitting around 770 i think
0: so 600 plus you'll make at least 700 jumps this year unless december shits the bed yep um it, it, man, I lost my train of thought. You, you've you come that different route, that different approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy like Henry Guyver, especially as of lately, is coming in right away and trying to be there as long as his wife will let him stay. <laughs> uh, Henry, you could have been there earlier this year, just saying. Uh, but y- you come in a little bit more leisurely, when you want, how you want. Mm-hmm. You've taken days off. Y- you haven't pushed very hard, so to speak. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. And in that downtime, what are you doing? Because you disappear from the drop zone. Yeah. Sometimes um, two or three days at a time.
3: I mean, I've been to Austin about six times. (laughs) Um, Other than that, San Antonio, I went home. I had to get my visa figured out. So I was there for about a month and a half, two months, and came back. Got some skiing in, too.
0: Man, so you've just basically been living life. Pretty much. And before you <laughs> showed up here to Houston, what were you doing with life?
3: Um, I was working for an engineering firm uh, back home, full time, skiing when I can on the weekends usually. And
0: Being the crown royal girl.
3: I saw <laughs> some pictures. <laughs> God, how deep man, you did, did, did some, you go? Did some <laughs> <deep dig> oh, <laughs> yeah. You
0: heard that. How deep? <laughs> uh, it's really not hard. You just click on profile pictures and scroll real quick with the wheel and oh, man. a bunch of pictures fly by. So uh, entertaining. Yeah. Nothing bad. You say, "Oh man!" Like there's a bad picture up there.
3: Oh no, it's just just going far. I'd
2: be <laughs> embarrassed for representing Canadian whiskey. Also, it's okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh. oh, I still
1: haven't tried this Scotch over here, Justin. Mm. So skiing—that was your sport before skydiving.
3: It was. I've um I've skied since I could walk, pretty much. So I was pretty much born into it. Race for God until I was fourteen, and then switched to freestyle.
1: Okay, well, so when you say ski racing, that w- what exactly does that look like? Are we talking like slalom stuff, are we talking?
3: Um, most disciplines, so it would be slalom, super G, downhill. I don't know what super G is. Uh, Isn't all skiing G- downhill? Come on, <laughs> it's a rapper. I'm it's super a, like G. A, <laughs> a super G S course. So yeah, do you know what you giant that, nope. slalom is? You know oh what slalom yeah, is? okay, yeah. So you slalom, and yep. then a little bit bigger, giant slalom, and then super G is even bigger, and then downhill is even wider.
1: And what's your favorite?
3: Um, I like downhill. Faster. You've got jumps in the run. But then I got sick of that too. So switched to freestyle, which I loved until I injured myself and kind of took a turn and went to school instead.
0: So when, when you say freestyle, most people immediately picture like somebody really gnarly on skis because I don't know anybody doing <laughs> backflips and grabbing <laughs> on things. Oh, you do flips and shit?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally
1: sarcastic,
0: <laughs> but you can elaborate
1: on that answer.
3: Um, So I competed in Big Mountain, um, which was a lot of um, backcountry stuff. I competed in Half Pipe, Big Air, Slope Style, that kind of mentality of it. I didn't really do the moguls or the aerials, just the park stuff and the backcountry.
1: So how how does skiing and skydiving compare in your mind?
3: Um, The body mechanics is very similar. Um, I feel like I'm easy to pick up on things mainly because I'm throwing my body around on skis and doing it in the sky as well. We do a lot of practice on trampolines and water ramps, and it's very relative as to what we do in the sky.
0: So, man, a lot, lots of questions. What, what part, <laughs> <laughs> you say it translates very well, you're really body aware. Yeah. Like legs is something that most people don't know, recognize, or see. Mm-hmm. Is coaching, I, you coached also, I believe, in freestyle coaching, freestyle skiing, correct? On the side, yeah. On the side. And in skydiving, I'm, I'm going to guess, and I'm curious, in freestyle skiing, do you see the same problem? People are usually not very aware of what their legs are doing. It's, mm-hmm. it's the least accurate thing they understand.
3: And, I mean, it's really hard to figure out what your legs are doing when you're so focused on what you can see. Mm-hmm. But um, that's definitely, definitely helps because legs are a huge part in skiing. It's pretty much all you have. Your arms aren't. So it's kind of opposite. I'm not used to using my arms, which, I mean, they're not that huge in skydiving either, but they're still there, <laughs> and they do help a lot with balance and whatnot.
0: They definitely accentuate movements more mm-hmm. than I, I guess yeah. in skiing. So I'm curious. Did you ever do the long jump? No. No. I want to know about that body <laughs> position, <laughs> tracking. I want to sp- I want to talk to oh a long God. jump specialist about that. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about.
3: I, I know
1: exactly what you mean. It seems like someone should have crossed that boundary by now. It's, it's called uh, ski jumping.
0: It's called ski jumping, you really? You
3: any of that <laughs> ski jump? <gym? laughs> you know what, The long <laughs> jump? The long one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, I, so you're fucking with me like that sky jumping stuff.
3: <laughs> I would never. My brain's broken. <laughs> Don't break it further. I've had a really rough
4: day.
0: So, uh, it took me a while as we've talked back and forth to get straightened out what you do. Mm -hmm. What level did you compete at? Like, what level of of freestyle?
3: Um, I was at a provincial level. Um, Nothing crazy, but I don't know. I just kind of got sick of it. Like I said, I would get sick of skydiving if I did it every single day. And you wake up and ski, and you do dry land, and you do all the training, and even in the summer you're going to glaciers and I mean it's awesome it took me a lot of really cool places and I'm really thankful that I had skiing but I really I fell in love with skydiving when I started just like how I loved skiing when I liked it.
0: So you had this huge passion eventually you you found skydiving what brought you to our sport?
3: Um, I did my last tandem with my mom and she finally agreed to let me go and take my course and from there, taking the course, I, that made me really realize that I loved it. And it was almost like it's not chasing adrenaline, but it's chasing like a new drive.
1: So is it your last tandem with mom? Mm-hmm. How, how many tandems did you have? Four. Okay. What, uh, was there a, a reason you went and did that first one?
3: Um, the first reason was actually a ski trip. So, um, Where was I? I was in California. And we went, and my coach actually signed me off. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he signed me off, and I was actually a little bit underage when I went. And
0: So what do you mean signed you
1: off? <coughs> what does that mean? Signed a waiver? I guess a
3: parental guidance.
0: So I'm sure your coach had guardian status yeah. on that trip. So a guardian or a parent can sign the waiver. Mm-hmm. For a tandem? Yes. So a legal just guardian.
1: Just not on a t- uh, Sigma.
0: No, a e, legal guardian. So imagine an, I'm taking this young lady on a trip. How you doing, girl? And she gets <laughs> hurt. It's getting creepy. Okay. <laughs> I got to be able to take her to a hospital and make decisions for her life. Sure. Yeah. So I have the ability to execute any decision for her life I want. How you yeah, doing, girl? Yeah, I got girl? you. Uh, including, say, you can go skydiving. You, you can risk your life. I, I just
1: uh, didn't know that with tandem skydiving systems, I thought everybody had to be 18.
0: Oh. So he... Back in the day, you could do it with a legal guardian. I'm sorry. That age has changed over the years. Okay.
3: Yeah, it was a while ago.
1: You don't seem old enough for that, but keep going. <laughs> how old are you?
3: 28.
0: She's old enough for that. Hmm. That companies were still doing it.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. At that point, I think well, it was argued if it was legal or not, but companies were still doing eight years. ago. Companies today are still doing it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So you're 17, are we going to say?
3: About that. Okay. Yeah. So
1: uh, how long from then until you went through your course and started being a real scout ever
3: so, oh, God, it was only about a year and a half ago. Um, I had my last tandem. And then a month later, I had gone back to California and booked the AFF program. So went there, got my license.
1: What, what drop zone?
3: It was at Skydive San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Um, some pretty awesome coaches there. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> well, I <laughs> <for joy now. laughs> went through the course there uh took about 10 days with weather and then i was also driving my mom's car from phoenix back down the coast to home so i kind of made it into a trip and a girlfriend came with me which was it made it really fun um and then came back and got my a license cspa so i got just the solo jumping part and then the a license back when i got home um along with the B license and then came here got the D license in a week
1: <laughs> that's the canadian yeah right so cuz you just got your USPAA license if i remember yes. correctly
3: <laughs> Just switched everything over, which is why I did the canopy course with DJ. Duh. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so fun to have somebody
0: <laughs> in that course you actually know and can fuck around with.
3: Yeah, really it, fun.
0: It. Uh, yeah, <laughs> poor Brooke. She's like, I'm the only one he knows, so I talk so much shit to her mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, you really seem like you had fun with it. Don't I did. don't play. No, okay. I did. And thank you for uh, a lot of cool people in that class, but having somebody I knew closer, um, it, it just makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, you're welcome. So and. and it's better than looking at you in class. That's the goddamn <laughs> truth. Goddamn. <laughs> so now you've got your USPAA license, you were saying.
3: Um, I actually did the D. Um, <coughs> yeah. You did I the got D. I got, I got the D. You got but the yeah, D. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> did it burn.
1: <laughs> it's not It's not common that creepiness comes back this way, to this direction of the couch. Usually <laughs> it's going that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> So you had 100 jumps, and how, how long did it take you to get those 100?
3: Um, that took me about half a year.
1: Okay. Yeah. How do you hear about the
2: jump package?
3: The jump package I actually heard about through a friend back home. Um, he was supposed to come with me. Eric Lyons. Mm
2: -hmm. What's up, Eric?
3: Hey, Eric. Um, unfortunately he had a bit of an accident the week before we were supposed to leave and didn't make it this year. So he's actually planning on coming and living in my trailer for next year's package. Oh, nice. Awesome. If I don't come back, I'm going to have to kick him out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, rent that out for—I uh, don't know how much a month you got to do to make up eighty-eight hundred dollars. But there you go, <laughs> You're out for that, that much. <laughs> there <Right>? you go. <laughs> like
0: uh, you could stay, but hold on. Got a calculator there, Justin. Yeah. What's his cost? Um. <laughs> yeah, Eric was supposed to come out. He mm-hmm. uh, he had it on Facebook. He hurt himself in a landing while traveling. Yep. And in Cuba. Yep. And had a difficult time getting back home to Canada. Very
3: difficult, but um, he's doing really well.
0: Yeah. He actually friended me right before he started this whole process of coming here because he wants to get his ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very easy to follow his journey on Facebook. He's he he is a poster, like yep. you know. Thankfully, not a lot of drama and bullshit, just information, just what he's doing. Yeah, uh, he, he hit me up and said he's on his way back. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> it just flopped down like wait, that. Wait, it it happens wait, when you get older. <laughs> Man, <laughs> <son> <laughs> hey, I, this is just an interesting point. The panel uh, went out on Viagra. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not go back.
1: <laughs> ben Nelson. So, um, <laughs> how how many jump package members do you see in a in a you know year that don't go through some sort of course with the rating center? Because it seems like
0: whether it's a coach course, a canopy course, or an instructor course, <laughs> man, if since you add canopy course to it, that raises the numbers a little bit. But I would say with just ratings. Um, somewhere probably around 70, 75% of Jump Package well, members that's do, not bad. do come. Um, uh, quite, fri- uh, quite frequently, I'll hear from them before they show up and say, hey, my goal is to work in the sport. This is the direction I'm headed. I'm going to come there, get as much jumps as I can, train at the rating center. Can you help me find a position or direct me for a job after that? And the answer to the last part is, is I can help, but I can't promise you anything. I don't do job placement. I'm not good at that. Um, but I, I can usually find a friend who needs somebody and, and at least make some calls. So it's it's been cool. I get to meet a lot of people. Brooke, have yeah. you done a course yet? Nope. Because you just got your USPA license. Well, you did I the know. canopy course, right?
3: I did the canopy course. Yeah, that counts, right? See? That's true.
0: Are you actually planning on doing any of the... Ra- don't do them if you don't want to. This is not <laughs> talking you into them. <laughs> are you planning on this at Um
3: I would love to. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I'd like to make as many jumps as i can until i leave and then um maybe come back next year and take some see how i feel
1: so uh, when you decide to do the jump package mm-hmm. uh, did, did you have goals in mind
3: um my goals were mainly double double the amount of jumps i'd so be happy
1: f- so you just wanted 100 no no no, <laughs>
0: so no 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 so
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: double the <laughs> amount <laughs>
0: double to
3: the break amount even okay i got package you jumps. okay yeah, I got isn't you, it so
0: like so 350 352 yeah, yeah. yeah. 352 so you need uh man only a few more you're yeah. going to make it
3: yeah so, I mean, with that number, I'll be happy. Um, it was mainly like a year away, year away from everything. A little break. I've lived in Calgary my whole life, so it's uh, it's nice to get away.
1: So I think for for most people, if you just said, "Hey, uh, next week you're gonna quit your life, go move <laughs> to another country, and live there and be a you know a skydiver bum or a mm-hmm. ski bum or whatever whatever for a year," I don't know that a lot of people would be able to just to drop all that and do that. And I got how that
3: reaction from a lot of people too. So my, and mm-hmm. my question
1: is just how, how did you make that work?
3: Um, so I made it work by literally just kind of cutting away and just dropping everything. And I decided in like two months that I was going to do this. Um, I didn't really save up for it, but I had some money saved and just kind of did it. It was very, very spur of the moment, but I don't regret any of it.
1: So you you live in a trailer on the drop zone. <laughs> that was d- a big adjustment. <laughs> did you did you own the trailer before this?
3: Um, no, I actually bought it to come down here, and then I drove it from Calgary to uh, Houston with my mom. For how many miles is wow. that? Oh God, I don't know the mileage, but it was about forty eight hours of driving in four days.
0: What's well, I I didn't realize you brought a trailer. So <laughs> commonly these yeah. jump package guys bring or. or and buying a trailer that's here. And yep. quite frankly, if you bring one with you, chances are it'll be a nicer quality because mm-hmm. you brought it with you. You brought what you want. Um, how big of a trailer is it?
3: Um, with the sway bars, it was about 38 feet. <laughs>
0: Including your truck or? No. Just the trailer. Just the trailer. So you've got a decent <laughs> sized trailer. You've got a decent yep. sized home going on.
3: Yep.
0: Right. I have to come check out this trailer later
3: yeah, on. Come on by. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, God, it
1: gets so weird so fast. I don't even (laughs) see it
3: coming.
0: (laughs) The fun part is, is Brooke straight goes runs with a man. Like, I kind of get creeped out by her. Like, she looks so shy and innocent and makes me feel awkward. And uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second.
2: (laughs) At least your microphone didn't go limp during that conversation. (laughs) That would have been embarrassing. Very awkward
0: my leave my microphone <laughs> out of it it has a mind of its own it can't help itself
1: all right so uh, <laughs> what what's <laughs> the biggest <laughs> adjustment to trailer life on the drop zone
3: oh god um trailer life oh, it's oh, it's very different how's how's um, the community maybe
1: that's a good place <laughs> to start you uh, live the in the community
3: uh, is is awesome
1: you live in suburbia i do live okay, in suburbia okay so if if you're not familiar with uh Skydive Space Land in Houston, there are two different uh, trailer areas, two different uh, communities, we could call them. Suburbia and uh, the South ghetto. Park. The, the ghetto would yeah. is lovingly called. <laughs> but I don't know if the ghetto's any more ghetto than suburbia.
3: You know what? They're kind of reverse names, to be honest, right? because yeah, and <laughs> and <I> th- suburbia <laughs> is a gravel parking lot and the ghetto's nice. It's got trees. It's got grass. It's and a fire pit. Jam giant fire pit. When we first
0: opened up, uh, suburbia it was the visitors RV park I think you were here for that those moments no that was
1: that was before my time
0: um, staff wasn't housed there staff had their own private RV park how it was kept the cleanliness what stayed and went in suburbia was a lot more uh, governed and watched mm-hmm. so it was super clean so it was called suburbia because it was the clean nice lakefront piece of property yep. and eventually and, and it was quiet there were there were Noise. Uh, people kept the noise down there, and now it's like you said, total opposite. Yeah, now they fucked up and let skydivers ruin everything, just <laughs> like they always do.
1: God, God damn skydivers, Bobby. <laughs> so, how how long does it take t- from your trailer to the drop zone?
3: Oh, it depends if I drive or I walk. You drive. God, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> hey, I don't know if it's gonna rain in the afternoon. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> We're in Houston. The answer is yes. See.
0: Yeah, carry an umbrella.
3: Well, that's only half the part because it turns into a swamp out there. So
0: you see all these things we wear called boots. Yeah. Berkhare. No. I awesome? do not wear boots ever.
3: Well, I've crossed Unknown boots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, would you wear? So I go out in that field all the time, canopy coaching, in ankle to calf high water. Would you be wearing boots? Nope. You just be going out with your legs and getting all wet and not care about your e- shoes. Exactly right. All right, I'm a. You busy. ever see me wear a coat? Don't do that shit either. A hoodie. Yeah, it's not a coat. Yeah, but we're in Texas. That's a coat to us.
1: You see everybody else walking around a coat when it's fucking forty degrees outside. All right? They're, They're like coats. My okay, hoodie well, and my coat the same temperature. I don't dress for the weather. That's all I'm saying. And if it's wet out there, I'm wearing the same shit I always wear. It's because coats look like trench coats on you because you're so small. That's true. I'm a very small person. Thank like you you're for flash everybody. Oh, you're Asian. Are we gonna play this <laughs> game? <laughs> <laughs> I went to. You're gonna flash everybody. Uh, I thought you were just going for short jokes. Still. No, I went to creepy. Um yeah, I think you're the one who with the history of sexually harassing our guests. So I'm just gonna stand behind that. Now it's weird. How are you doing? Uh Nick? see it <laughs> <got> weirder. <laughs> so Brooke, <laughs> tell us more about uh, skydiving here at Skydive Spaceland.
3: Uh skydiving here is awesome. What's been
1: the highlight for you of the year?
3: The highlight? Um
1: like was there some badass thing that you fantasized about doing when you first showed up? Some skill that was way out of your out of your reach that now you're able to do um,
3: finally figuring out head down that was really a struggle for me the sit was fine um actually my sit's gotten really good because i keep corking out on my head so um other than that tracking the angle angle camp that text through that was that was awesome space camp really got me hooked on tracking um other than that Not a whole lot. It's been awesome jumping with the JPCs and everyone who comes around. JPCs? (laughs) I
1: mean, I know that you're saying Jump Package Crew, but I haven't heard the...
3: Is that what it's called? (laughs) Is it (laughs) not?
1: You didn't know JPC was... (laughs) No, I have not heard the sacrament. It's uh, It's been going on for a couple
0: years. Well, that shows how much I hang out with these Jump Package cunts. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah? I was going to say
4: you got
0: the C wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The good cunts, eh? So you say head down was one of the things that you had a hard time conquering. Mm-hmm. What about head down was difficult for you? Is there anything that stood out?
3: Um the uh, static movement is something I love. The uh, the dynamic part of it is is a little tricky for me, but um I just I've always wanted to be able to do it. I want to be able to get formations on my head and then maybe have like a head up formation after, but it's pretty crucial to have that one aspect in free flying and I don't, I've been working really hard at it. So it's finally starting to pay off.
0: And you've you've gone through the year, a lot of obviously jumps are already paid for, but have Mm -hmm. you been getting any coaching as well?
3: Um, A little bit on the side. I mean, every single jump I do there has been very beneficial. There's a lot of um, really good skydivers that come through on the weekends that, I take advantage of when, especially when they're organizing. Um, I try and get on as many loads as I can.
0: So I, I I want to ask about angles as well, but coaching is what you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Did you come with any expectation of hiring or getting coaching while you were here?
3: Um, not really. No. Um, I haven't really had to even do that to be honest, because I find every person that I do jump with is usually better than me or, in some way can teach me something. Even someone who's not as good as me, I end up learning something about myself. I th- even if I'm chasing them around the sky, I learn to drive better, learn to slow down, speed up. Every single jump has been really beneficial.
1: So you talked about participating in Space Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, for someone who doesn't know what Space Camp is, you want you want to talk a little bit about that event?
3: Um, space Camp, they bring, well, Tex organizes this, and he brings in a bunch of awesome, awesome people. Um, that uh, like how would I would have I had Mumphy, Carlos and Tex over the three days and there were about six people in a group and it's, I think we got 23 jumps in three days, which was awesome. All fully coached. Um, they're going to debrief you after everything. And I went from being a terrible <laughs> angler to actually being in my slot all the time by the third day. And I, it was very, very beneficial. It was some of the best coaching I'd have since I've been here. So, uh,
1: are, are, have you set new goals with all the progress that you've made this year of, of new stuff that you want
3: to um for goals mm, kind of um I'd love to be on some sort of like provincial record yes I'm talking Canada <laughs>
0: so I had to think about it <laughs> earlier provincial means in an area in a province, province yes yeah. so, so like a state record for us yes. might be equivalent yeah just because earlier right, I don't know if you saw I got lost earlier when you said like okay Took me
3: a while. Yeah, we are getting a tunnel in Calgary too, which um, I'm planning on taking. It's advantage pronounced of. Calgary. Calgary.
1: No, I know I'm from there.
3: <laughs>
0: are you <laughs> quoting something or just being No, I'm Shiba? just being an ass. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's how you
3: tell when someone's from Calgary and when they're from Calgary. They're not actually from Calgary. They're oh, from is that right. true? I yeah. just wanted to say it like that
1: because no. I'm an asshole. No. So, when's that, when's that tunnel opening up? Do you know?
3: They haven't given a exact date, so but with hopefully uh, like six months or so.
1: Do you know uh, what sort of tunnel it'll be? 14 footer, 12 mm. footer? They're not gonna do a stupid 12 footer, right?
3: I hope it's a 14 footer. It's gotta be. It's very small details. I haven't heard too much on it, but.
1: The uh th- it. the CEO of iFly, uh I guess it's been about a y- almost a year since they, p- they put this new guy in, and he was not a skydiver, was not a tunnel flyer. But he's been uh, uh, one of the biggest voices in the whole company about, hey, if we want this whole thing to be successful, mm-hmm. we need to turn tunnel flying into a sport. Yeah, Like the, the first-time flyer pool is going to run out at some point. Uh, and, and now who's, who's coming to the tunnel? So mm-hmm. he's been uh, pretty loud in uh, communicating he doesn't want any more of those 12-foot tunnels around because they are essentially first-time flyer machines. Mm. The wind's pretty strong in the net. It diffuses right away. And even when people are flying vertical, the let's say you're flying head down, the wind that your head and that your feet are experiencing can be pretty different. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want to do any more of those. So I'm I'm really hopeful that they just stop doing them. Because if I travel someplace and there's a tunnel, I want to go check it out. And I don't <laughs> want to fly in any of those 12-foot tunnels because <laughs> I've heard they're terrible.
3: Well, Utah's a 12-foot tunnel, right?
1: Yeah, but it's a recirculate. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess the, the 12-foot ones are round and they do recirculate. But because of the shape, the air is just really inconsistent, and they're very short. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not that most dynamic moves—you're not really going all that far above the glass for the most part, anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just seems too small. Looks too small. Wa- watching people, like you can do two-way dynamic in it; it's all right. But trying trying to do four-way dynamic in there—it just—it just doesn't seem big enough. Yeah, but true. the the Utah tunnel is. It's one of the older tunnel designs. It's the octagon shape. It's got mm-hmm. the old kind of plexiglass sides. It's not the nice round glass like we have on all these new ones. Yep. But uh, as far as just going and learning solo skill, that's the place. Mm-hmm. The prices are, are really great. Yep. I think it's the least expensive tunnel in the, in, the, in the States right now.
3: And they've got awesome coaches. And they've too. got
1: extremely great coaches. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to try and go figure out you know, static head down or you want to go figure out how to, how to carve by yourself, it's a good place to do that. Mm-hmm. But as far as flying with other people and trying to you know get better uh, better group skills, more experience flying with a group and breaking up the the price of flying in the tunnel between a few people that you're also getting more comfortable with. Yep.
0: Um I I would do a different tunnel. Just cuz
1: size matters, you know. <laughs> so
0: out of out of curiosity, you say Utah's got those better prices and historically it's been by far true, at least domestically. W- uh, the new CEO and, and the new things that I fly, the prices are going down for they return flights. They have brought
1: flyers. the prices down, and coaching is included <sighs> for all of the level one flight skills. So any belly skills, you can just buy a tunnel time, and that you're also getting the the instructors' coaching in that in that time. But the moment that you flip over to your back and start learning any of the level two stuff, then uh, then you got to pay for coaching.
0: Okay, so the so realistically, I I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. The pricing is very similar between here and Utah. It's The big difference is it's free coaching, which is a lot of money.
1: No, I think I want to say I have to look it up. I could even, in fact, do that uh, to see what the price of a coached hour is in Utah and what it is here. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's probably, with the prices just coming down, it's probably still like 9 nine fifty 50 an hour or something like that. Well, here. Here. Yeah, I mean, at a corporate iFly tunnel, yeah, yeah. any of these nice, round, recirculating, 14-foot glass air-conditioned tunnels. They're so nice. <laughs> We're <laughs> spoiled as shit. But, uh, but I'm pretty sure Utah's like 7... I want to say it's like 740 coached or something like that. Let me look it up. Here, you talk for a
0: minute. I want to find it. So as, as you're doing that math to me, it's about a $200 difference, if that's accurate, which is back to it's about the price of a coach. Right, I mean but if you're gonna do ten hours, that's huge. It's gonna add up. No, no, even one hour, two hundred dollars is huge. Uh so what I'm figuring what I was trying to figure out is how much is, is that price difference for a new flyer, but gosh, okay. you're not I got tr- the numbers here. Seven eighty for
1: uh-huh. one hour, yeah, thirty seven forty five for five hours, and sixty nine ninety for ten hours. So that's six ninety nine an hour coached if you buy ten
0: hours. Seven hundred dollars an hour coached. Yeah and here you said it's about 950 i think so it's about $200 plus or minus $200 an hour
1: so if you're going to do 5 hours you're saving a $1000 so minus the cost of a plane ticket let's just say plane tickets 500 bucks um then you got $500 for gosh they have a i don't know if you'd call it a hostel it's like a they have a a, a house that the guys the coaches from the tunnel own that uh, kind of like a not a hostel. What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Airbnb. Kinda, yeah, kind of. But <laughs> it's that uh, they have it there for for people there
0: to to participate in tunnel camps.
3: And it's newly renovated.
0: There was a gal there named uh, Don. Don Blood. I don't. Yeah, remember. I know Don. Yeah, you know Don. Yeah, she was a uh, she was belly jumper at the drops when uh, I started. I was her A F F evaluator once upon a time. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, did not realize it. Super nice lady. I know once she had a house where you could show up and Yeah, she had
1: basically a bunk room in her house. I yeah. mean she was charging people like 10 bucks a night or something ridiculous.
0: It, it wasn't even direct access to her house. She would use like another door with a key code punch. She's like, yeah, here's the punch code. Go in the house. <laughs> and uh, gave everybody easy access and kept her privacy. That's just pretty cool people are doing that shit. Um, man, I know it's off the topic of Brooke, but what about that... Is it Poland that they're doing this super crazy? Yeah,
1: Tex just did a Poland trip. And I, th- I think that they... I don't remember what the numbers are, but they, w- with when they do these special events, these camps, they pay for your flights and they pay for your stay, and I think
0: it includes food too.
3: It's got activities as well.
0: Tell me what you know about it. It sounds like you've done some homework.
3: No, he's he's exactly right. It's just
0: what's the price?
3: Uh, that I don't know.
0: You're disappointing me, Bonnie. I know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> when I'm she sure says been Ben, been say Ben. How have you been, Ben? Nope, not like Ben Nelson. Like, how have you been? Say that. How have you been? There you go. When Be- she gets that Ben, the Indian <laughs> comes out of her. No, the Canadian
1: <laughs> Indian. <laughs>
0: I'll go back to drinking
1: my scotch. <laughs> so, do you have plans to participate in any of these tunnel camps? You um, want to spend a big chunk of time anywhere?
3: I think down the line, I was looking actually at Utah. Um, That's
1: where I'm from. Not a big deal or anything.
3: Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: um, Calgary, Utah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Cal- You're really Gary. fucking up Cal-Gary. my lies <laughs> over here. Cal-Gary. Calgary, Utah.
2: <laughs> that's where they're all Garys and they're all married to a lot of women. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's a Mormon joke, I guess. I don't. Oh know. yeah, polygamy. That's yeah.
1: that's they don't do that really anymore. <laughs> there is actually. I did
2: enjoy polygamy, Porter. Though while I was
1: there, <laughs> <laughs> there. If you go to southern Utah, <laughs> there are areas uh, like St. George. Is in the south. It's almost to Arizona. Kind of right in the corner where Arizona and Nevada and everything come together. But if you go to like a grocery store or something, you'll see these people come out, and it's like (laughs) the ladies (laughs) all dress in this certain color and style of dress and their braided hair. Most of them are redheads, just like you, fucking weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's weird (laughs) shit. So it still happens in small little nooks in Utah, but Mormon, like modern Mormonism and, uh, Binogamy. I was in all like,
2: the really small town areas. Yeah,
1: like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. They're still getting away like with it. Like Vernal, shit.
0: Utah. Yeah, they, they probably, they
1: <laughs> probably <laughs> do it there.
0: Did you just say a city for real? Yeah, yeah, Vernal. Vernal's a place. Vernal. Okay, I thought you said Burnwood, Utah.
2: No. Going for Boston. <laughs> the plan I was working in is an hour away from there in Indian land.
0: Uh, first indigenous people. Did I, was I right on that? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Did that I one. keep up? That's Indian land one. sounds like a theme <laughs> the know theme park for <laughs> Native <laughs> Americans. Yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets shit faced and throws uh, axes and, and arrows. And then they steal <laughs> all your
1: stuff and <laughs> <laughs> kill you at the end. Yeah, exactly. You, I've already you you traded your scalped. life for beads. <laughs> 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 so, Brooke, about this tunnel camp. <laughs>
4: Is that a snort?
1: Guys,
3: my mom might be watching. Hey, I bet you she's
1: a real nice lady. What's your mom's name?
3: Doreen. She goes by Doe. Doe? Doe, Doe. how you doing, girl? Oh,
1: dear. What's up, Doe?
3: Yeah, but her mom's, her boyfriend's name is Buck. So we've got Buck and Doe. You're shitting. (laughs) Why not? It's awesome. I was about to flirt (laughs) with your mom,
0: but any guy named Buck, I'm kind of scared of because I think he could take me. He should be. (laughs) His name's Buck. I'm like, I'm going to
2: die. That just makes me think of John Candy. I'm sorry, Buck. So your sweet
0: mom made that
1: long drive all the way down here with you? She
3: did. She did.
1: What Um, an angel.
3: Yeah, we almost killed each other by the end of it, but I'm super happy she came with me.
0: How is your relay? Do you get along with your mom?
3: Yeah, very, very well. I talk to her almost every day. It's awesome.
0: And I know you and your mom
1: get along, okay?
0: Me and my mom's is tight, son. Yeah, yeah. Your mom was so proud you cleaned up that broken glass one day. It's
1: so funny. That my mom's only <laughs> ever watched the podcast <laughs> one
0: time.
3: The one that you broke glass I knocked a wine <laughs> glass
1: off of
0: there and it shattered on the floor. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. I want to say I've seen your mom's name pop up more than once on the feed. M- uh, maybe. I don't think so. But I'd, I've been wrong before. I don't know if it's true, um, but I swear I've seen your mom's name pop up more than once on the feed. Just randomly, no comments. Maybe she just clicked on it by accident. Like, oh, that's my stupid son. I don't want to see it anymore.
1: And That's a, a wise,
0: it. It. wise move. Yeah. Wise
1: move on her part. So, what, what does your mom do? I want to know more about Doe. Uh, <laughs> <dough. laughs>
2: what that Doe <dough> do?
3: <laughs> that Doe <dough> is uh, <laughs> retired. She and Buck travel all over the place. They've got a winter place in uh phoenix in scottsdale spend a lot of time there they were just over in mexico they're getting a new puppy next week she's busy
1: how does mom feel about you skydiving
3: um she's she likes it she um sees how excited it makes me which is kind of awesome um at first it wasn't so easy <laughs> but uh now she's really taken a liking to it and especially since she did that last tandem with me she's really realized like how awesome it was and the rush. and
1: Has she jumped again since then?
3: No, but no. I want her to. <laughs> I want to be there for it. One and done. Dude. That's how we
1: do it, though. <laughs> do you think you've got a chance? <laughs> like, Do you think she's going to jump again? Has you know
3: what? I think, I think I could convince her. She just hasn't given me the chance where she's coming back down here. So, Have
1: you chased any tandems in your time here?
3: Um, Only a couple. Um, I would l- definitely chase more if she was coming to jump, but... How motivation.
0: hard? Like, how many jumps did you have when you chased your first tandem? Oh, I
3: don't know if I should say this. It was <laughs> it, it could have been anywhere. <laughs> I'm not asking
0: with who, and I'm not asking where.
3: Um, fifty. Fifty.
0: Okay, <laughs> cool. So, um, since then, yeah. when? And I've I've heard those numbers before. I'm not I'm not saying it's the best. Since then, when have you consider your modern era of skydiving? First time you chased a tandem, how many jumps?
3: Oh, um. Like what jump number I was at?
0: Yeah, ballpark. Uh,
3: 600? It wasn't that long ago.
0: So I want to know both stories, at 50 jumps and oh at 600 God. jumps.
3: <laughs> at 600 jumps, I was there. But I was also very trained from videoing your AFF courses. <laughs> where <laughs> you weren't so nice to me.
0: <laughs> you had nothing to do with it. The person no, flying no. next to me was the one getting fucked.
3: Yeah, yeah. But... uh Keeping <laughs> you guys in, in frame there was, it was tra- really challenging for me. Um, it, especially cause I don't fly on my belly very much, but, um,
1: says every terrible free flyer.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, burn! That's not true. Oh wow! It's mostly uh, true. Why are you looking at me like I'm supposed to defend you?
1: <laughs> he's not standing up for you.
3: Help me! <laughs> I'm not on that side of the room. I can't argue there against are logic. Few, there are few people I know <laughs> that argue
1: the importance of belly skills more than this man sitting right here.
3: Yes, I know, and he's he's getting me all shaped up, trust me.
1: So y- you shot video for the AFF course? What was that like? Um. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still laughing.
3: Yeah, oh, he's I laughing bet. because he knows what it's like. It's um, he's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an early count. He does a late count.
0: <laughs> oh, you're no, I actually uh, we, when I have a camera flyer, I usually do yeah. exactly what I told you. Mm. The ability to, to read what I've done might be harder because you've never seen it before. That's true. That
3: could be very true. And I
0: firmly I, I believe it because it's very intent. I don't know if you uh you watch me in A F F courses. I'm in the yeah. plane and I look like I just don't care. And, and I do, but no, I do. I, part of you, I see the part that's a little kid having fun. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. see the
1: part that's a true teacher and evaluator. But
0: not focused. I'm not having to think about what I'm doing is what I mean. Oh,
1: you're a really great stupid student.
0: But if you <laughs> notice, if you pay attention, when I have a camera flyer who hasn't done this much, you'll notice I will actually, you'll see me visualize a few times. And it's because I intend to do this exit for your sake. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there remembering like, okay, how did I say this exit would be? And I'll dirt dive it over and over again in my mind. And if you see me on the plane look like I'm visualizing, chances are the camera flyer's new.
3: Yeah, I seem to recall you saying, one, you'll just know. Oh, (laughs) yes, no,
0: there's somewhere you'll just know. Uh, So if I told you that, I was pushing you. Okay, yeah, that Um, makes sense. A, I didn't realize how little belly experience you had when you Mm -hmm. joined the course. Um, I found out very quickly. And B, I... uh, if you had a bunch of belly experience, you did absolutely fine for the course. You did good. Knowing that you have been flying on your belly, you did great. And uh, watching the first video, I was like, Oh, uh, she doesn't fly in her belly, does she? Uh, <laughs> the shots were always there, everything yeah. I needed, but I could see you were working your ass off to get it.
1: What, yep. what part of it was difficult? Was it the fall rate? Was it the proximity that it was moving?
3: Um, a bit of everything. Um, <laughs> I was about to say yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> DJ's an asshole. It. DJ is an asshole. So, okay,
1: let's Not talk about food the, <laughs> Talk about the fall rate. Were you sinking out or were you floating?
3: Um, it, I, honestly, I was just trying to match them because they would sink out they'd float they'd sink out they'd float they'd spin. they'd be all over the place it's side slide it was it was really fun to film um it definitely helped out my belly skills and uh, I, it definitely helped me chasing tandems for sure because i knew how to back off quick and get in when i needed to
1: did it influence your thoughts about uh getting a rating
3: um a little bit uh, i think um hmm. It scared me off a little bit, to be honest, (laughs) but, uh,
0: (laughs) 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 did it scare you off or did it tell you if I wanted, I need to focus on some stuff?
3: Um, a bit of both. Um, I definitely want to get it. Uh, just not, not this year. I definitely need to work on some things before I do do that and. You I feel like doo-doo. <laughs> I can't help <laughs> myself. No, I thought it and was like,
1: surely that's a, d- a childish thing to say Yes, it no is. adult would say right now. It is totally childish. Nailed it. Yes, nailed
0: it. And I put up Christmas vacation uh, decorations.
4: Yeah, you did. They I look w- great, by the way. I wanted to
0: do it January 1st. I used to fucking hate Christmas. And now I'm, I've turned into a little child when it comes to Christmas.
4: Oh. I love it. It's oh, not even Jesus. December. <laughs>
0: Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I'm a day early. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say you're way earlier than that, but it's all right. Yeah. Thanksgiving is an
0: acceptable day, correct?
2: I mean, I guess. Yeah, okay. I think that's a general consistent consensus. So I'm a day early.
3: All right. I'm premature. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit. Um. So your tandem, your first ham experience, you found it pretty easy because of the other flying experience you had?
3: Yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. Yeah. Um. Actually, the first one when I was at 50 jumps it was horrible. <laughs>
0: now let's yeah Um, keep talking about that one
3: yeah i probably shouldn't have been on that jump um the people who okayed it said it was okay but yeah definitely looking back on it i really shouldn't have been on that jump
0: i had 120 the first one i chased i ain't saying it's right yeah and i shouldn't have been on it either i i agree with you i fucked up
3: too i mean there's a lot of jumps where i'm like man i really shouldn't have been on that but it teaches you something too it's um like after that i was like i'm not doing this until i'm ready for it you know it's it's a way of learning right
0: yeah did you know that drogue when it's inflated smacks like a really giant hard ball i have been fortunate enough to not be hit with one yet i had not been hit with one inflated i just flew up to one and ran into it that's mm-hmm. a whole other story <laughs> <laughs> um, that drove bridle, pretty fucking rigid. Yeah, I've heard it feels like grabbing uh rebar. Yeah, man. Mm. I I didn't have the wherewithal to process what it felt like except for hard that hurt. <laughs> um when I was a young jumper, those were some of my first tandem experiences. Nice. And uh, uh as much as that you sucked, flew into the drove. I didn't fly into it, I flew up to it and actually hit it. So, yeah, I flew into the drone. <laughs> 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 I really tried to say. I it.
1: didn't fly <laughs> <That's> into <laughs> it. I just flew up to it and ran my body <laughs> yeah. against it. Yeah. I mean, I was like, tell me about this. Man. Um, I mean, was
0: this out of curiosity or was it like <laughs> a, a, a complete, target fixation sort of thing? It. Complete lack of control. Okay. My girlfriend at the time uh, w- was making her first skydive. I asked a T.I. a buddy of mine uh, who I have a lot of respect for, and I think part of it's a different day and age, and uh, I think part of it is uh, uh, not just really. It's a different day and age. I think today that same dude would actually hold a higher standard. Like, hey, bro, can I join my girlfriend? Yeah, leave after us. Uh, come down to us. Everything will be okay. Very short briefing. I found out he holds the drogue a little bit longer than I'm ready for knowing that's going to get him the separation. But little did he realize, I'm not good, I'm tenacious, so I'm going to keep coming as fast as I can. Got down to them, like probably parked from me to Justin, what's that, 10 feet away? And I say parked, I stopped, grabbing air for desperate dear life, jumping a baggy old uh, free fly suit, because that's what we wore in those days, ballooned all the way up. And as I ballooned up, um, I, my legs were out a lot to uh, help me get up and that drove me straight into it's one of the reasons I hate people just preaching get big. Just preaching get big means usually those people extend legs and drive into whatever's in front of them. In this case a drogue.
2: It's a hell of a challenge to get big and not go somewhere to stay yeah. in one spot.
0: Yeah yeah. I mean it's definitely helpful at full recovery. I'm not against it for the right place. So I uh I bounced, I hit the drogue, I, I ran into it, saw it coming, hit the brakes so I ran into it about as hard as you see me hitting this pillow. So I definitely ran into the drogue. That's that's where the question came into my mind. And then as I was sinking back down, level slot dock was not in my vocabulary yet. I'm here. Now I need to get down. As I'm going down, I uh, hit the drogue at some or the bridle at some point. And I say hit, my arms flailing hit it. Oh, you karate chop it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's <laughs> not a karate chop. That's a flail. There was no karate <laughs> chop. It was my arms wildly flailing trying to skydive because that's how I knew. I started free flying when I had 13 jumps. And that's all I did for the most part. I'll, like a belly jump here or there, maybe two or three since I got 13 jumps. Um, so, yeah, I just, I hit it. And at this point, I think... Mother Nature knew I didn't belong there and made me backslide out of the picture, or I sucked, and I never saw them on the sky. Well, never got close to them again. So the only time I got close, I tried to take them out. <laughs> That's the. Stu- <laughs> I tried to kill my girlfriend and uh, <laughs> the tandem instructor. Uh, I'll t- Taz is his name. You can't figure it out. If you do, it's too long ago. Statue limitations or whatever they call that.
4: <laughs> that was not part <laughs> of that. That was nice. <laughs> that was good.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was it. So fifty jumps didn't go very well for you either. No. <laughs> not that bad though.
3: I mean I wasn't really there, so I didn't hit the drug. Did you <laughs> sink? I didn't run into the drug. Did you sink out? Uh no. I was really floaty actually. Really? <laughs> I was long gone. It didn't really matter where I was on that jump. I was not there. I could see it from afar.
1: That's the most disappointing feeling. It's skydiving to me (laughs) of like, I see that skydiving happening and I'm supposed to be on I'm (laughs) supposed to be over there with those people that are having fun and all I can do is be over here. That's all I can do.
3: Just like a little fly on the wall. Yeah, (laughs) man. They're having a
1: lot of fun over there doing a way better job than me.
3: It's almost (laughs) two skydives. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. So
0: I want to go in the in-between world. Something you didn't Mm do uh, is 300 jumps. Hard to say, but at 300 jumps, had you gone on tandem, how do you think that would have went?
3: Had I gone with a tandem?
0: Yeah. Let's say you, you want to go lurk one.
3: Um, Probably a lot better, but I mean, a lot of the jumps when I got to space line started belly to free fly. It was a lot of campfires. It was a lot of working on belly, um, but to free fly. The goal at the end of the jump was free flying um my sit was terrible when i got here but um so was your packing i know that's because i paid for packing (laughs) (laughs) you were paying for pack jobs (laughs) still Cheers. yeah goddamn Um, maniac for probably (laughs) 150 jumps and then realized how expensive it was getting and i needed to learn (laughs) i did learn before i got there but i just it had been so long um we had a full ski season pretty much and Uh, I hadn't packed once. Completely forgot it.
1: You've been on the same canopy for the whole time you've been here?
3: Nope. I'm on a 120 now. A
0: 120 what? Uh,
3: Saber 2 right now. Saber 2. Yep.
1: Is that not the watermelon one?
3: No. No, I'm not jumping that one anymore. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I don't pay attention to you. Yeah, clearly. That's good. So did you jump it right after? If I don't know what your canopy looks like, you can't be
0: doing anything too stupid, right? Dude, everybody on the drop zone will ask, "Did you see my landing? Did you see my landing? Are you watching me? You don't want me watching you." (laughs) And it's not because that uh, that I do or don't like you, but if somebody, so much is going on on the drop zone at one given time, if Nick or I have been asked to watch your landing, you probably suck. (laughs) <laughs> so you don't want <laughs> us to know what color your parachute is.
3: You know what? I'll take that as a compliment then.
0: Yeah. Um, I have noticed your landings even before the canopy course. mm mm-hmm. uh, So you got down to the 120.
3: Yep. I am on the 120
0: now. Um, how's that going for you? I
3: love it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice and fast.
0: What's your wing loading on that?
3: One four?
0: So, fellas, you just eight. escalated her wing loading. You do the math and you know her weight. <laughs> Skydiver <laughs> math. Yeah. Sneaky bugger. I got uh. a heavy rig. <laughs> 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 I wear a lot of weight belts. <laughs> so one four-ish. And, Ish, and, and yeah. one four-ish, and in a lot of people's eyes, the number you're at is considered a conservative number for your experience level.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, it took a long time to start downsizing. Um, when I got here, it was a bit of a downsize, but with the altitude, it hardly was. Um Then, when um, I finally decided, which is only a couple months ago, that I would switch, um, I got uh, a demo sent and it was a 150 and then, or sorry, the. 135. 135, and now I'm on a 120. And I've been able to make quite a few jumps being on the uh, jump package when I have the demos, and it's a really efficient way to downsize. Been lucky to do it.
0: When you first showed up, how were your landings? (laughs) (laughs)
3: that (laughs) go ahead i didn't know (laughs) this answer they weren't the best um not not great i didn't stand them up as much as i would back home i think it's just a very different
1: what's the elevation back home um
3: 1700
1: oh okay not terrible all right no
3: i don't think it's that bad but um it it's a big difference, especially weather wise with the humidity and the thermals you guys get here as well and it's a completely different flair. Um it's not what I was used to.
1: It makes me so happy to fly a cross brace canopy. <laughs> like when people start talking about oh it's bumpy, you know, what's this and all that? It's like it was? <laughs> Man, I felt good. <laughs> you just cut through it all. Yeah, it's just it's so rigid. That must be nice. It it's <laughs> it's nice. It Keep skydiving, you'll find out. So, so stiff. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> 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 so how, how long did it take you to figure out that flare and start feeling comfortable um, landing?
3: on uh, the watermelon one
1: yeah watermelon <laughs> okay team watermelon
3: yeah on watermelon it took probably like a solid two weeks to figure out the weather here um, and the it was a completely different flare yeah it was uh, a faster flare almost but I feel like that uh, the S fire when I planed, tried to plane it out, it wouldn't it wouldn't plane out here, so it had to be like a one stage flare for me. How
1: know. how old was the canopy at this? It time? wasn't old. No,
3: no. I th-
1: H- have you had that with the canopy where the tail like if the <coughs> tail starts to get a little roughed up and the. Power in the rear starts to go
0: away. Have you had this experience, uh, dude? Yeah. Th- uh, see that picture of Valerie under the switch, the uh, Norwegian flag. Mm-hmm. That canopy is in my closet with four thousand jumps on it, and it's baffed, beat as fuck. Uh, you fl- you lay it down, and it deflates itself. Um, when you flare, it definitely is got less air in it nowadays. It it, it's, it flares very differently. With your situation, Brooke, I'm very curious because all the things you explained to me. Mm-hmm actually don't make any sense. Yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. some things that make sense to me. But we're at a lower altitude. The air is thicker. We're going slower. There is a more responsive flare. Mm-hmm. Um, various reasons. Um, I wonder how much of it is is just a mental approach, intimidation of a been. new place overthinking your process.
3: Yeah. It, it definitely could have been. And I think eventually I got used to it. And maybe that's probably it. And um, I wasn't I had never jumped that canopy either. So it was a completely different canopy for me when I got here. So it didn't
0: seem like it was. Mm-hmm. So uh, wh- one of the reasons I asked the question earlier on is how were your landings and, and now thinking about the mental process. A lot of people show up to the unlimited jump package with a lot, but mm-hmm. most it seems to show up with very limited jump numbers. Yep. Um, going place to place, that changed your flair. Mm-hmm. whether it was a physical change or it was a mental change, there was a change. or was an issue. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you also think that maybe part of it is, I, I got to go back to Nick's question earlier. How many jumps or how long did it take you to get your hundred jumps prior to here?
3: Uh, about half a year.
0: Oh half a year. Okay. So you were rare, you were fairly current at that point. hmm do you think it was anything to do with skill set at that point versus l- you were still learning and you really didn't know if you had a good or bad flare? You, you know, what, that,
3: was, that was probably a lot to do with it.
0: So I ask those questions because a lot of my friends, I, I have some really close friends who actually don't skydive anymore. Um, some of our listeners uh, have the same problem where they, they, they are connected, they are attached, they are part of the sport. Mm-hmm. But they don't jump and they don't jump because they're afraid of their landings. Mm -hmm. What made the biggest difference in your landings? Oh, Um. time out. Look at that camera for a second. And please say hi to Doggy. Just say hi, Doggy. He's he's my Canadian home. Hi, Doggy. Yeah, there you go, Doggy. <laughs> Kyle is my boy. I had that's uh, if anybody, This has got to be gamer Doggie. bullshit. <laughs> oh, for sure, uh. Doggy's a gamer, dude. <laughs> God, it's so. And all my gamer nerd friends who And there's a few of them who watch and listen. No, you can't get shout outs. That was for my boy Kyle. That just specifically. <laughs> he's Canadian. Oh. And okay. I love my boy Kyle. He went through some. Uh, Self-inflicted rough patches in life mm-hmm. owns every bit of it. Are you it. talking
1: shit about my boy Kyle right now?
0: I am, dude. Because uh, I don't know if you know about me and Kyle. <laughs> he's my dog. Dude, he's your he's doggy. It's doggy. Uh, no, but we're even <laughs> so close that I just call him dog. Um, <laughs> and he's doing good. So I, I really want to give my boy a shout because he. It's good to see my see somebody who has been at the bottom come back to the top. So, um, how much? What? What made the difference? Why is your landing suddenly better?
3: Um. Honestly, I think it's uh, I'm there every day. Uh, I've got so much consistency. I'm trying to figure it out. It's the same drop zone every single time, which I mean, that helps a lot. Sure. Rather than jumping around, figuring out new landing pattern, new area. I mean, now that I'm landing over in the D area, it's still like I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. But I, I feel like it's something I can always improve on, too.
0: Some things that I take away from that is is all you newer jumpers or even experienced jumpers who are having problems. Number one, if you're worried about your landings, upsize, if your wing's intimidating you, it's okay Mm -hmm. to have a bigger wing until it stops intimidating you and coming back to it. But you said jump a lot. Yep. Oh, wow. You can't get good at something until you've done it. Is that what you're telling me? Pretty much. And and back to it. I have a lot of friends, and some of them listen. Man, it, it's 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 not a shot, but it is reality. The repetitions, what's going to get you there? Your landings aren't that bad. If they were that bad, you have massive, massively injured yourself, and some of you listening may have. Find a coach. <laughs> um, I say that because I, man, I had a lady book coaching with me. God bless her heart. Super, super, super nice lady um and then like a week later like hey i'm gonna get coaching x number of days out mm-hmm. and then halfway there halfway to that date she broke herself landing i was like oh my god i uh, felt so bad for her um so if, if you are having those struggles get that coaching right away but most of you guys and gals yeah you're sliding it in yeah you're getting dirty yeah you might be slightly embarrassed but repetition is what you're telling me was the key
3: I think repetition is huge. Um, Definitely practice makes perfect, right?
0: Yes. No. (laughs) No. No. Why, Justin?
1: Perfect practice. practice. No, practice makes permanent. Perfect practice makes perfect permanent.
0: I get that right? That's how I would... There's so (laughs) many ways to say it, (laughs) but practice makes permanent. Yep. Perfect practice makes perfect permanent is a very long way to Mm -hmm. say it, but it is a very accurate way to say it. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, you went through a coach course with me, didn't you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, um, I did go through a coach course with you. I'm not sure if that's where I got that, that
0: phrase. It's, it's long before us.
1: I feel like I may have read it in, uh, God, a skydiving having publication of some sort, but I can't.
0: I don't recall. It could be. It could be. And it's back that it's been said it, by it, many people it before. May, us. Yeah,
1: it may also have been a fitness thing
0: now that I think about it. Yeah, that's one place I, I hear it come from. Uh. So jumping regularly, jumping currently. Mm hmm. Um, canopy skill wise, did you come from a small drop zone, a big drop zone?
3: So I came from a pretty small drop zone. Cessna? Uh, no. Turban. Um, so we had, uh, God, I jumped around a little bit, but there was a King Air. We had a Cessna at a different drop zone. Um, but the King Air was mainly what I was jumping out of.
0: How many jumpers? Which King Air?
3: Um, man, I think we had eight to 10.
0: Okay. So still not a large number of jumpers. No. And how much of an adjustment was it for you coming to a place with a little bit more traffic?
3: It was a bit of an adjustment. It wasn't that much more because, I mean, I had been to Las Prairie. Uh, I dealt with like boogie traffic and big planes and sky vans and also jumping, learning out in San Diego. So I'd I'd already had like four or five different drop zones I'd been to with 100 jumps.
0: Get yourself another cider. How's that going? I've noticed Are you something. You're trying to get me drunk. I've never <laughs> so hung pushy. around. I've never hung around Brooke as she's drank. Yeah, I think you have a cold in that fridge, you know. Um, the thing I notice is as she drinks, her Canadian accent starts to come out more. So I'm kind uh, of really? I, yeah. I heard the boogies. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the boogie. There were about three or four words in that last sentence where I'm like, Oh, look, her head's starting to flap and split in half. <laughs> She's a flappy head little monster.
2: <laughs> Don't kick the baby. Kick the baby.
0: Um Man, uh, while Brooke is doing that, this uh, December 1st is a Saturday night. Uh, do you know what we're doing December 1st? Is I that going to be a movie night? That is movie night, man. Justin, but, you weren't here for the decision to do this, so I hope you can make it. Do you I know- saw
2: the post. I couldn't vote <laughs> in the poll as myself. I didn't want to vote as Gravity Lab Radio for the movie I wanted <laughs> to watch. <laughs>
0: Why can't you vote as yourself?
2: I don't know. That just I. I was only looking on my phone. Oh. But the default is if GLR is mentioned in the post somewhere, it, I I have to post as GLR.
0: Yeah, you have to go to your computer. Yeah, to, to, go to the computer to toggle it. Um, remind me afterwards, and I'll show you some tricks on your phone to, because it wants it wants Nick to be like eight different personalities. I'm thinking at given <laughs> points. Are you connected to all the space land social medias?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm usually one of
0: five entities. Yeah. And I've got the same with a few things. And it's, it's it. I, no matter what I want to do, I'm posting as the wrong person. I want to be the rating center, I'm DJ. I want to be DJ, I'm Gravity Lab. I want to be Gravity Lab, I'm Nick. That's what nobody wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sign in on my computer as Justin regularly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, when it
0: was your birthday and we were here for... Four, who, who, was,
1: who was here on his birthday? Oh, when I was signing? Hank. Yeah, Hank. yeah, we was had here. Hank and... It was still logged in to your Facebook. And, man, it's been a really long time since I've done anything treacherous to someone's Facebook profile. <laughs> I was a little bit tempted just because it was your birthday. <laughs>
0: but I didn't. That's actually why I brought it
1: up. I, I, I wouldn't
2: have been offended. I would have just <laughs> you, laughed. You would have enjoyed
0: it. So movie night is December 1st. There is a, go to Gravity Lab Radio's Facebook page. Check out the event listing. It is the only one right now. Uh, right after sunset, we're going to show a movie. Right now, Drop Zone and uh, Point Break, the original, are in the lead. Brooke, which did you vote for?
3: I haven't voted yet.
0: Are you going to vote? I will vote. Yeah. Um, I'm very disappointed.
2: I want to watch Cutaway.
0: It has no vote, bro. That's
2: what I was going to vote for. I was
0: breaking <laughs> and then, my I mean, And oh. I
2: saw it and I was like, oh, I'm going to lose.
0: <laughs> Dude, right now, while you're on your uh, little computer, yeah, you I should, should be it. able to, to do that. But there's no way we're going to catch up.
3: Didn't we just watch that? Everyone uh, listening, vote I for Cutaway.
0: Festival? I probably did show it during Film Festival <laughs> because if you've not figured it out, my favorite skydiving movie.
3: I kind of got that.
0: So, uh, yeah. So, uh, vote, go online, guys and gals, check it out, vote on the poll, what movie you want to show. It doesn't have to be a skydiving movie, if y'all think of another name, um, but so far, really, there's been nothing else submitted. People want the skydiving show. So, um, uh, no food, no booze, bring there's your one own vote. One vote, B-Y-O-B, bring, bring your own whatever you're going to bring. Um, I'll talk to Jay Daniel, maybe he'll keep the cafe closed a little bit later that night. Mm-hmm. Um, see if he's willing to do that for us, so, uh. Yeah, check that out. So back to Brooke. Back to me. What's up? Hey. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Good. Yeah. How's that beer?
2: It's fresh. It's It's cold. Cold. So fresh and so clean. Clean. Man. (laughs) Oh no! There's three votes. We got somebody else to vote. (laughs) Who voted? (laughs) Who voted for cutaway?
0: If you you've been listening to this on Facebook, tell us who voted for cutaway and well, life yeah. is going
2: to be. Okay. Uh, Rachel Campbell was had already voted. I and love you, Rachel Nicholas Campbell. Nicholas Brown voted like as soon as I voted. I love you, Nicholas Brown. Um, oh man, we're in a close third. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not really close at all. Uh,
0: Brooke, so you're here on the jump package. Half of what you've been doing is skydiving. How m- how much plans did you have coming when you showed up? Besides double the numbers, double the numbers, and just see what happens.
3: Honestly, I had never even been to Texas before I moved here, so <laughs> it was it was really spur-of-the-moment. W-
1: what had you heard about Texas before you showed up? Oh,
3: God. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I just want to know what you were expecting. <laughs> King of the Hill,
0: have you watched that show?
3: I have. I have. It's true.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, well, there's a big difference between, like, Texas and Rocheron as well. And, and drop zones. Yes. Uh, Rocheron is very, very uh, small. Small, small town. One tiny little bar, Ortega's. You're so lucky to go.
0: I don't even know where that is. Oh, my God, really? Nope. We, uh for a while, <laughs> couldn't go into Ortega's. Ortega's, uh, Rochevron, Shell, Ortega's Fire Department. Are you with me with buildings? Did you say I
2: Rochevron? Think?
0: Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, Rochevron. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's an old. Na- that's name. kind of an old word. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ro- like the
0: Rochev? Yeah, no do you know what the Rochev? Because <laughs> it's not Chevron anymore. It's a Quickie Mart or I something like that. Like that. A lot. Do you know the Do you that. know the name Rochevron?
3: Rochevron, no.
0: It was a Chevron, the gas station, the corner okay. store. Okay. Yeah, so we, we called it Rochevron. Like the Rochev. Yeah, yeah the Rochev- okay, Rochevron. Okay. So are you with me location now, though? Yeah. Okay. Ortega's uh, a dude who used to work here named Stuart. Really nice guy, but a little burnt out as a skydiver at the time and paranoid as fuck, goes in there with a taser in his back pocket, has some interaction, some altercation, ends up getting tased by somebody with his own taser. Oh Don't yeah. tase me, bro. That's he's how act- you know he fucked up. Because <laughs> he's acting an ass. Um, not not because it was an accident having fun, but because he probably deserved it. <laughs> a great buddy of mine, love him to death, but he, he Yeah, did. that means you pulled your taser on somebody <laughs> being
1: a tough guy and... Allowed it to be taken from you.
0: That's not the exact story, but it's really close to what I remember. Um, so I, I'm just not quoting the story, but that that's about it. Um, so for a long time, we wouldn't go into Ortegas because the skydivers were like banned from there because Stewart fucked it all up. Same guy who you heard about the wolf on the drop zone.
3: The what? The
0: wolf, <laughs> like,
3: oh, okay, all
0: night fucking long, wolf. Uh, dude, the dude had a. A wolf named Saber, like the canopy. Uh, on his uh, RV, he had the Jolly Rogers. Is that the proper name for the pirate flag? Yeah, Skull and Crossbones. Skull yeah. and Crossbones. He had that flag. This is in the ghetto. Uh, it shows straight to the driveway. Every night, his wolf was tied to the front of his RV, which probably could have towed the RV away. Super long lead, had plenty of freedom. But, man, what do wolves do all night long?
3: How? Fucking
0: hey dude. And it was right I saw my bedroom window. Um, I never minded because you could imagine many drop zones are in the middle of nowhere so are Cracktown USA's. Mm -hmm. Many drop zones in the U.S. are near Cracktown's in the same area.
2: I landed in that Cracktown once. (laughs) (laughs) The hoods and woods. Woods and hoods. Two dudes rolled up on bicycles holding paper bags with 40s in them. It was great. (laughs) Dude,
0: T.J. Langren landed out there one day and the story goes, uh, they wanted to jack him for his camera gear. He was like, I'm out, peace. (laughs) And started running as fast as his short little legs could carry him out. Um... Uh yeah, he had a wolf dude. There there was a uh, dot. Do you know dot? The story is 100% worth it. I saw I'm sorry. Do you know do you know who dot is? I I've heard the name but I don't I don't know who dot is. Dot, That's before uh, my time. Greg, we call them dot. DOT stood for Department of Transportation. He was a ground guy and a loader. So the story goes, the answer is is he got black eyes, came to work with two dots. He would just never own the story to the rest of everybody afterwards. Um, Dot decides to show Saber one night who the boss is. Like, let me show you, Stuart, how to train Saber. By the way, Saber is one of the most well-behaved dogs of any type I've ever met, and it's a wolf. I mean, it's a straight, legit fucking wolf. Ask ask Will about Saber sometime. And Dot gets down in front of Saber trying to eat a snack and gets on all four, like Dot's a dog bows his knuckles in so he looks like a bulldog, right? Gets <laughs> over so his the food's right between his two knuckles, postured up over it, and puts his head up at Saber like, what the fuck you want, bro? Saber lowers his head to go eat the food, just like, you're in my way. I'm just going to nuzzle in here. And Dot lowers his head and pushes his head away pretty forcefully. Not head but the dog, but pretty forcefully pushes Saber away. Saber looks at Stewart, looks back at Dot, and tries again. Dot pushes him away. Saber looks at Stuart. Looks back at Dot. Tries again. Each time Dot just gets more and more stubborn. Beating this dog away with his head. The third time he looks at Stuart. And Stuart goes, go ahead. And fucking this wolf <laughs> straight up opens his jaws 90 degrees sideways. Grabs Stuart by the fucking forehead. Just tight enough to have a grip. And just loose enough not to hurt the motherfucker, and just sat there with a,
4: ah, you
0: know what's going on? <laughs> and Stuart goes, that's enough. And Saber, <laughs> let's go. And packs up. <laughs> Minutes later, we're sitting there, and this British dude goes, are you bleeding?" And straight out of the center of each side of his temple are little drops of blood just trickling down the side of his fucking (laughs) forehead. So uh, he showed that wolf who was boss.
1: (laughs) At the beginning of the story, I just thought, man, this sounds like a really good way to get your face bitten by a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: I'm glad I wasn't far off. No, it wasn't, man. Not super good dude, super fun guy, but uh, the wolf was smarter. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) So you made some adjustments coming to Spaceland under Canopy. Not tons from where you're from. Yeah. And some of our listeners are actually uh, going to different places. Uh, CSC, Chicago, of Chicago, er, other places have packages like this. Uh, Spaceland as well. We're not just busier than some DZs because we're a 23-person plane, but mm-hmm. often you'll see two planes dropping where you have canopies in the sky at the same time, usually separated enough. Mm-hmm. But the slower canopies on... The first load might be landing at the same time as the faster canopies on the next load. Nick, I think you deal with that a lot. Not as much this year. Yeah. Uh, I think there have been
1: fewer parallel jump runs this year than than uh, years past. But I've definitely been in the situation you're describing, yes.
0: I also think that um, the pilots have coordinated a way to, to when it does, you guys go first. The fun. Yeah, jumpers it just depends second. on... Um, it seems like when they do a good job of just
1: getting the caravan going first, because mm-hmm. it's usually four or five minutes faster at altitude than an otter. Yeah. That it just stays ahead of the otter until that fuel load, then it um as long as they start it in the right order with this uh thought in mind of hey, if we do it this way we're gonna run into each other here and they keep avoiding that point, then it goes it goes really well. But and I I think that uh, it definitely happens less
0: than it used to, for sure. Yeah. And if they uh, – I've, I've taken a lot of right-seat ride rides with Rabbit lately, and, and one of the things that's interesting is there's times where the pilots, like, that plane went first, this plane went second, and none of us make sense of it. Like, that's fucking stupid. Why are they going first? We're going second. This is how it's going to fuck all the timing up. The pilots have gotten really good understanding. It fucks the lo- timing for one load, but five loads total, it totally is the gold move. And I think they've learned to be more long-sighted than short-sighted to how to make those, those goals happen. So, um, what would you tell a new jumper coming to Spaceland, n- new to Spaceland, whether they're experienced or less experienced, to get ready for Canopy-wise?
3: Canopy-wise, it depends if there's how many planes are flying. Um,
0: but what could they do? What could they think back home?
3: Back home to prepare themselves? Or yeah. yeah,
0: I'm Joe Blow coming from Skydive, Saskatchewan. All right. Is there a Skydive Saskatchewan? I feel like there, there is. There
3: is a Skydive Saskatchewan. I
0: think, uh, yeah, I think Option Studios made a jersey for him or something. Oh, nice. Um, what, what could I do to get ready while I'm at home for being here?
3: Um, to get ready, uh, definitely don't uh, change your canopy before you come here. <laughs> stay, stay on the canopy that you're on. Um Work on patterns. Um, awareness. There's definitely going to be more people in the sky here than you're used to back home. Um, I mean, I've never jumped at Skydive Saskatchewan, but <laughs> 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 I'm assuming there's something like uh, what I'm used to back home. And it's there's not as many people in the air. You're going to have to be very aware, very aware of the pattern, where everyone is. Keep your head on a swivel. People sneak up on you. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Henry
0: Gaiva called out, motherfucker um, Just one, bugging, yeah. one of the things I like that you said is fly <laughs> a pattern and at drop zones that we're accustomed to yeah. we get so used to guidelines or landmarks that we're used to yep. and because of it we know how to cheat like hey I can curve here I can cut off here I can sachet here and these will get my things accomplished and in general I don't promote those because you're not predictable to your friends mm-hmm But in general, you're also not predictable to your learning. So no matter where you're at, fly that super predictable pattern as long as it's safe. Yeah. And wherever it ends, move where it starts. We talked about that uh, together at some point.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Flying predictable would be huge, a huge help.
3: And it's consistent, too.
0: Yeah. Something else you mentioned about getting used to and changing was landing in the D is you had to suddenly adjust to the D. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for the <laughs> <laughs> why do we keep Just saying it like that? <laughs> oh, that was totally intentional. <laughs> so what I want to clarify is the D landing area in Houston <laughs> is separated from the general landing area. And, and it's a little bit of an adjustment, isn't it?
3: It, it definitely is. Um, different landing pattern. Uh, it's a little different uh, canopy control there, too. I mean, people take it a little more extreme, more... Um, Hard turns than what I'm used to over in the other area, where it's very like uh, gradual, slow, and like a very slow pattern, uh, very predictable pattern. I find drawn out. Yeah, over in the D area, it's a it's a little more high level. It's
0: I fast. It's it. rapid. Yeah. It's short. It's well small. It is a yeah. lot
1: smaller area. You have a lot of people mm-hmm. with a lot faster canopies, yeah. so there's really less time to to make those turns and to be on each leg of your of your pattern
3: absolutely
0: so one of the things i think you heard in the canopy course that i promote for people doing this is we always land in the same area even when you were landing here you always land in that same general area Mm -hmm. nick the south side of the runway is an alternate landing area at spaceland do you know one of the things uh we would promote a new jumper do about that landing area to do about it yeah. Gosh, I don't know if I understand your question. Fucking use it, man. Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> 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 It's half the property.
1: Yeah. No one lands there.
0: Uh, use it. Number one, if you're like me, you need the exercise. You need the walk. Unless you're flipping a tire 400 times down a runway, you probably need more exercise. Um, but B, Brooke, just changing landing areas within the same landing area yeah. challenged you. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was. I mean, I've done 700 jumps and or 600 jumps in that one landing area, and I have to switch it.
0: <laughs> and it made you adjust. So if you're at home, you don't have to have the hugest landing area because you didn't change landing spots by, by no. you know, 50 to 100 meters max. Yep. And, and so at your old home drop zone, change where you land, change what landing area you use, change your approach, and land someplace different. Even if it's a longer walk before you travel someplace else, yep. that confidence it will give you will will. Be something immense. It'll be huge. It'll be big. That's yeah, a really that's good a point. <laughs>
1: when you asked her that question, I was like, fuck, I couldn't think of anything. I had to get ready somewhere else. I, I think
0: <laughs> I've had this. You should, you should teach this stuff. I sh- I'll try it one day. <laughs> I really will. <laughs> Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by the rating center. Honed, 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 honed owned by an asshole. Um. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> it's me. So was good just waiting for Nick to put on
2: that advertisement background music.
1: Oh, shit. Nick had some good. (laughs) I had Jaws queued up. Yeah. (laughs) Jaws. Why did you have Jaws queued up? Tired of other canopies sneaking up on you? No, no,
0: (laughs) They like you're (laughs) being watched by others? No, no. No, no. Head on a swivel. Always scanning. (laughs) Awareness of others. Oh, my God.
2: I just love the uh, ongoing, like, short and fast comments about the D. I was enjoying that very much. Short, short
1: fast D? Yeah, I, I made a lot of fast sexual in your got fast strokes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like <laughs> premature landings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> While you've been here, how much tunnel time have you done?
3: Oh boy. Uh Nick asked me this question today, actually, and uh maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. <laughs> Two hours. I but don't it's know. all huck jam time. It's never been coached. It's uh yeah. I don't have that much time in a tunnel. Um I learned how to backfly really quick. And then just kind of got hooked in there with a whole bunch of people and head up kind of. So I'm curious.
0: I want to know your answer for you personally. But the uh, most unlimited jump package people Mm -hmm. come here uh, and get very, very little tunnel time while they're here. Mm -hmm. And my curious thought is, is it because, man, I have budgeted money for a year, man. That's a huge life getaway. Or is it also because I'm somebody who likes to be skydiving, leaving an airplane? Like being in an airplane is one of my happiest places. If yeah. you watch me sit in the back of the airplane by the door, you'll see me. I will disappear at times. I close my eyes and I just go nowhere. I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in a very happy place in the plane. Mm-hmm. Leaving the plane, leaving that door. I love it, man. Flying a parachute. Yeah. Why didn't you do a lot of tunnel time?
3: um so it's not particularly for the skydiving reason i mean i love skydiving i love jumping out of the plane as you'll see me at like probably the door like jumping around like jellybean usually (laughs) but um it (laughs) the tunnel it's a little intimidating for me i'm not gonna lie the walls (laughs) there's walls and they're hard and they don't feel very good to hit into and i mean i'm sure it'd be awesome practice and i look forward to getting some tunnel time in the future it's just I kind of took this year to be in the sky and work on both canopy and free flying. And being around a lot of people in the sky is also a huge aspect of that. And you can't really get that in the tunnel. But
0: If you could budget it and, and, and money was not an issue, would you put the tunnel time in with this?
3: I would love to do that. Also with the th- with the package, though, like you do say you do the 13 jumps and then you do you plan on doing another six or seven the next day and then it's two weeks of nice weather you're just going to burn out your body and i i I can't handle (laughs) like going to the tunnel for two hours after a day and doing that i'll go to the gym but the tunnel is a lot of work it's really hard on your body especially when you're just learning and um especially sit flying for me it, it really killed my shoulders like
0: it kills me in general because I'm out of shape and I don't fly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently got an invite from, from a group of friends like, hey, man, we're doing this tunnel stuff. Uh, 30 minutes for this price. It's a ridiculously good deal. Um, the people I knew who were flying, uh, I would be super happy to fly with. I don't mm-hmm. know who all was going to be there. Um, but, man, one of my turndowns was is I just flew 10 minutes of SIT the other day. And I was too tired to fly the whole time. Like my last rotation, Nick, you've been with me when I get tired, and you know that look where I just I can't hold that. Yeah, I see when you put the diaper on. I see that. Dude, <laughs> it's not a diaper; it's a oh, maxi pad. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say
1: tampon, but I didn't want to offend our lady guest here.
0: I like the liner, not the insertion. So, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, and, and it and it it's something that realistically sometimes it is flying like a pussy, and I gotta fly stronger. But there's times that and I did also ten minutes on top of other time that same day on my belly, taking my breaks as a sit flying, going back to belly. Um, and I'm so out of flying shape. Mm-hmm. It'll wear you out. It'll beat you up.
3: It does. I mean, I did ten minutes on the way, <laughs> <laughs> on the way uh, to Phoenix one time, and through Utah and I had no idea like I knew how to like sit but not properly and man I just remember Hamish in the tunnel and he was looking at me and like be strong I'm like I just I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not this strong. Is me now <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> these
0: arms, Nick? You say be strong. <laughs> Look at that Seven. looking good. Look at that. Dude I fucking <laughs> ate like shit for the week I was just in Dallas. I just took a trip five days to Dallas mm-hmm. to skydive spaceland Dallas. I ate, like, absolute shit. Well, if you're interested, for anyone who's interested... I gained no weight. Oh, really? Congratulations. Now, that was no incentive. I'm like, dude, now I'm like, let's straighten this back out right away. Hold on, I'm going to tell you two things. First thing, my new favorite
1: phrase, I heard this on a podcast, is uh, disaster pants, is when you (laughs) shit your pants. (laughs) Uh, Was that Burt Kreischer? No, apparently, (laughs) this was uh, like a fitness podcast. (laughs) Apparently, if you take too much magnesium... You make disaster pants. (laughs) So that's my new favorite thing to say is disaster pants. So I'm glad that you didn't overeat and have disaster pants. Second, uh, I can't shit when I travel.
0: What? (laughs) Does anybody else? I have friends who have this issue. When I travel, I'm clogged up for the first four or five days. Days, dude? Days. No, man. I shit every morning no matter what. Dude, last time I went to Dallas, I was there for four days. I came home on day five. And day five, I hit a rest stop on the way back. Going, I finally have to shit. I didn't need to, but I'm like, I'm taking. I like, I can poop right now. And Texas rest stops are just fucking the cleanest things ever. Even cleaner than Bucky rest bathrooms. Um, yeah, no, oh, I, like yeah. the state-owned. Yes, okay. Have you been in them? Uh, no, I. Just, no, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> if you're traveling in Texas and you see a state rest stop, there I've been in one that's dirty, but they're clean as. <laughs> Glory have holes? Showers? How did are you I was going to make an
1: inappropriate gay <laughs> sex joke. Was that you? <laughs> you'll, you'll never was know. It's pretty obvious because there's ginger. Yes, he was Hair. A <laughs> did you come back with beard hairs? <laughs> 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 so anyways,
0: <laughs> thing number one, I can't poop, so I didn't have disaster pants. Thing number two, Dallas, we were talking about. I distracted you. Oh yeah, number
1: show. two. Uh, <laughs> Rachel and I are starting a fast on Monday. For 72, a 72-hour 72 fast. Three days if you want if you want to get down on it. Three days. Monday, Tuesday,
0: Wednesday. Three days. I yeah. haven't done two days yet. Don't be a fucking pussy.
3: Thanksgiving's <laughs> tomorrow. You can load I'm gonna up. I'm going to make
0: sure it, I am not committed to doing anything with Valerie and dinners and plans. Okay. Well, the option's there for anyone that wants to join.
1: And uh, hopefully when you're fasting, I you also will not have disaster pants. I hate you right now. Why? Because you don't have a reason to tell me no? Yes, I All will right. do it. <laughs> So, right. wait a
0: minute. When are we officially starting?
1: Um, I don't know. Probably, I I, I, I would assume that I'm going to have my last meal Sunday night, 9, 9 p.m.-ish.
0: Okay. So, we can start whatever time we want within that reason. I have this app called Zero. Have I shared it with you? No. So, I want to start Sunday night at 6 p.m.-ish. So, I like dinner, man. I t- I, I love every meal I have. I love food. Food is the most glorious thing in my face. Um, food is wonderful. Uh, God damn. <laughs> God, 72 hours. It's
1: funny. I started this app, it's co- so it's called Zero. Just it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's basically a timer Counts from when you down. stop eating. And apparently I forgot to stop the timer, so I've been fasting for 479
0: hours. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> stop fasting. So Save. I can, I can start Sunday night at 6 p.m., and that's within our within reason of the time. Yeah, okay. sure. Yes, yes. I uh, Did you listen to the, t- the uh, uh, Sober October uh, follow-up, wrap-up? Yeah, I believe I did. Do you listen to podcasts at all? Were Joe Rogan podcast nerds? I don't know if you
1: knew uh,
3: that. No, I haven't <laughs> listened to any of those. Yeah. Uh,
0: I highly recommend Joe Rogan. Yep. And you don't have to listen to all, but there's a lot of really cool uh, episodes. Uh, so you did listen to it? Yeah, well, th- they were kind of <laughs> doing the recap of fitness and... That they, they were got thinking so we had and They got so drunk that they told the same three things. They had the same three arguments over and over and over again. May,
1: I may not have made mm. it to
0: the very end. Um, the thing that I realized during that podcast is goals. I, you know, I, I talk about in skydiving, goal setting. And, and, Brooke, we've talked about with you setting goals and having plans and having ideas of what mm-hmm. to do. And it's so important to life. But the one thing that I've realized and... and like my, my gamer friends know I, I fast every now and then because I'm not eating. They know I'm not eating because I'm not eating chips in the middle of a mic. Um, I usually mute myself. I'm pretty good about it. But um, why why do you fast? Why are you doing this? Are you losing weight? Well, coincidentally, yes, but it's more for discipline. And the thing I've learned about these fasts is, is it is just that. Setting a goal for myself, accomplishing a goal, improving the ability to to stay true to that goal and the thing that you've constantly challenged me and pushed me to do like well if you say you want to do it why don't you just set a goal and just fucking do it um it might not sound hard to you but to the rest of us goals are difficult
1: i'm gonna flip a tire 400 fucking yeah i fucked that tire up (laughs) you know i don't think uh, goal goals are difficult but i think that it's fun you know and for me i just feel more sane like i feel happier i feel like there's a reason to get up when you have something to think about. A been
0: accomplished. <coughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and what you just said is exactly the point that I never understood until recently, until doing these fasts, until doing Sober September, Sacrifice September, what we did. And then now I told you I'm thinking about doing another sober month coming up December. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and making other sacrifices. It, it's just that. It's a sense of accomplishment, that sense of goal. And it quickly translates to other parts of my life. Is that part of what happens for you? Probably. I mean,
1: I think when you conquer any challenge, that it just makes you more capable to take on any other challenge. Because it's like, oh, yeah, that thing sucked, and I got through it anyway. So this other thing that's supposed to suck, I can get through that too. I mean, you could make the argument that we do that with skydiving, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, this is a scary thing that most people would not do because of their emotions towards it and we do it all the time and it's like sometimes i laugh about the things like i can jump out of an airplane this many times and i'm still afraid to do x and x is usually a pretty comical thing
0: wednesday night's the next time i can eat that's what i'm hearing there sure i'm doing it
1: but i mean if you look into nutritional research they're going to tell you that fasting is really good for you If you look into neurological research, those people are also going to tell you that fasting is good for you for totally different reasons. And then if you just think about it, you know, in this sort of anecdotal way of, hey, I fasted and I felt better after conquering this challenge. Now it's good for you in another way. And I just like it.
0: Do you ever fast, Brooke?
3: I've done it occasionally. Um, I used to do it a lot more than I do now. I find fasting for me and skydiving doesn't really go hand in hand. It's um, definitely challenging. Yeah. All that energy. Uh, it's, it's not just energy. It's like a mental game too, right? Um, mm-hmm. If the weather's okay, I'm usually great. Like if it's nice out, I, I find it works best for me. Um, if the weather's kind of shitty out, all I want to do is hide in my trailer and eat popcorn or something, <laughs> but <sighs> watch movies and popcorn. Yeah. Don't oh. think about popcorn after Wednesday. After Sunday, or after Sunday.
0: Sunday, you gonna join us on this three day fast?
3: Maybe,
0: maybe <laughs> Justin. No, no. Well, why don't you do the first twenty four hours with us? It's not it's as bad. Have you fast. done twenty? When's the last time you've done a twenty four hour fast?
2: Oh, I don't know. Other than when I was just hung over for a day, <laughs> <laughs> do not we, intentionally.
0: I uh, do the first day. Do the first day with us. You don't have to answer now, now. Um, <laughs> but but give it a try. Um, man, I, I forget what I was gonna go there with some of that fasting thing you said. Strategy? You're I don't st- think strategy. I'd be
2: functional at work at all.
0: Um, I no, I really don't have a huge. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted. Uh, no, but that reminded me. So after and before you're done with a fast, and I want to start with you, Brooke. Before, do you eat? What what's your eat? What's your meal plan before you start? And what's your meal or your eat plan after it's done? your first meal before and your first meal after
3: um i try and keep it pretty consistent as to what i've been doing just i don't want to change anything up too drastically um it's not like i'm indulging in a ton of food before i start fasting if i do um and mine i've only really done a like 48 hours i've never done the 72 so this would be a challenge for me because do it do it (laughs) it's a space wide fast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we might all kill each other by the end, but
0: dude, it was cool. We had a couple friends join us for Sober September that we yeah. never knew joined us. Uh, these things happen. Yeah. And afterwards, your your first meal afterwards consistent once again.
3: Um, I think it's consistent. I actually think that I was less hungry than I was before. Um, probably because my stomach was probably shrinking a little bit, to be honest. And um, I didn't find that I was as hungry as I thought I would be.
0: Nick, your first, your last, and first meal.
1: Uh, so, the fast is easier if I've stuck to a good diet. Yeah, okay. If I'm on my regular, like I don't do a ton of sugar, I don't do mm-hmm. a ton of like processed carbs. So, if I've been doing that, I just, I just have my last meal that's a good meal by my dietary standards, and I just stop. And then, um, as far as getting back into food. This is uh, something new I've done on the last two fasts, is bone broth. So you go to Sprouts, they have bone broth in a jar or in a soup aisle. And uh, that's
0: been really good on my stomach.
2: So what are the normal rules? It's just water? I eat Uh,
0: like a pig when I'm done.
2: (laughs) That's my rule. When you're (laughs) fasting. Yeah, I
1: I drink a lot of sparkling water just because I think the bubble's... I don't know. There's a little bit of flavor in the
2: bubbles. Tiny bubbles. They make
0: my tummy feel good. So that's what I drink in general, sparkling seltzer water.
2: There you go. You're good.
0: So that doesn't change for
2: me. And I have a cup of black
1: coffee in the morning. I
2: drink quite a bit of that as well.
1: Yeah, black coffee is all good. Oh, okay. You can't do like bulletproof coffee because the the cream and the butter and everything, that's going to have calories. I feel like, Uh, I
2: mean, basically for one day it'd be dinner to dinner, right? Yeah. Sunday to to Monday. I mean, I've done that a lot. I, I do that normally. I don't I normally really eat I really in the morning th- th- or anything. So. I
1: think the challenge of going to bed without eating, I really think that that's where it...
2: Yeah, that's where I would struggle.
1: Yeah, that's the tough part. So that's the part
0: that's <coughs> worth doing, I think. But you, you said that, and the first time I did a 36-hour fast, we did that together, and going to bed hungry, zero. But how many, how many times have you done a full-day fast before that?
1: Now yeah, there's so there's so the you argument. Kind of sharpened some sticks for that battle, right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, a bunch of intermittent fasting, like a couple months worth of, and six weeks, uh, no, five weeks of regular twenty-four hour fasts in a row before I did that. So, so you you knew you knew what you were, yeah. Going for I didn't think of it that way, but God, so
2: um, I'm just worried. I have to teach a classroom full of engineers on Tuesday, and I don't know that I could. Oh, you're gonna be fine. Mentally function. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. <laughs> it's PowerPoint, right? No, no, <laughs> no but <laughs> I uh, wrote all the lessons. These so <laughs> these Zevia
1: sodas that are in the fridge here, off limits. No, those are all, those are all good. What? Yeah.
2: Oh
0: shit! Changed my life.
1: So the I just learned this about Zevia the other day that it doesn't digest in your gut. It uh, has something to do with your lower digestive system, which is why some people get gassy and bloated from stevia. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't
2: I couldn't drink them. They they made me real gassy. But
1: I. I now, uh, I'm noticing that they make me a little bloated, unless I'm fasting. If, if there's something in my stomach for it to soak into and be in my stomach, then my, my guts don't like it. But if I'm fasting,
0: then that stuff's not a problem. And it tastes delicious. I read <laughs> recently uh, about chewing gum. I had no interest in chewing gum during that 36-hour fast, but I wanted to know, would that be a backup? And the first thing I found out was very quickly made sense. Don't make yourself think you're eating because it'll make you hungry, so don't chew gum. Most people said chewing gum made it harder, not chewing gum made it easier, which I mean that makes sense psychologically for me. But the other thing is you have to be very careful because some artificial sweeteners do count and some don't count. Some do work and some don't. So at that point I said, that's figuring shit out. I'm stuck on water, and, and I'm okay with it because that's mm-hmm. again what I drink most of the time. Um, so hopefully, guys, man, don't be stupid and join us on this fast. I, wait a minute. Be sm- wait, hold on. So there, bro- <laughs> I just want to
1: throw this out there. For anyone who's uh, interested in fasting and what you can and can't have, there's a video by Thomas DeLauer on uh, on YouTube, fasting what you can and cannot drink. And so there are certain types of teas that you can't have, uh, but black coffee's not a problem. These uh, CVs aren't a problem. Sparkling water's not a problem. Obviously, regular water isn't a problem. But he lists a few other things. I, like, I think that there, there might be some diet sodas on the list. But, uh... What about MCT yeah. oil? Thomas DeLauer, DeLauer, Uh, You cannot have MCT oil. Okay.
0: Yeah. I also don't know if I want MCT oil because it promotes fat burning, and I don't want to... I don't know if that would make me hungry. So, I want to... Uh, we're, we're towards the tail end of this, and one thing that comes up is you're Canadian. Yes. You gross. skied a lot. Mm-hmm. Wait, were you going to say something?
1: I just said gross. She gross. Was Canadian.
0: Oh. Yeah. Um... The last show, last week we were on the road, and, and Nick, I don't think you uh, caught on, but we uh, we talked a little bit about cold weather skydiving, and I, I want to talk about it one more time. It's that time of year where here in the southern U.S. we're starting to jump with gloves, we're mm-hmm. starting to jump with warmer weather on. Uh, up north it's definitely already happening. Like, What advice do each of you guys, including uh, Justin, have to, to jump in cold weather?
3: Um, Well, jumping back home was... It's a little more extreme than jumping here. Um, I said cold weather, and she looked at me like I was a pussy.
2: (laughs) 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 She's like, yes, I did. She's (laughs) not even (laughs) (laughs) going
1: to say what to do for cold weather in
2: Texas. I mean, the humidity (laughs) Um, adds a lot to it. You're more of a man than all of us, Brooke.
3: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, The humidity here is a little bit brutal, but um, back home, we do get a bit of a wind chill. So it kind of bites you like it. the humidity does here. Uh, the latex gloves underneath real gloves definitely helps. I mean, personally, I hate wearing gloves because I like feeling my toggles, but even when your hands are numb, you're not going to feel your toggles, so you might as well have gloves on. Um, jumping back home versus here for weather but is a bit different. Um, I used to wear two jumpsuits, so I'd have, like, a student jumpsuit over top of like a friend's jumpsuit that I had <laughs> that I was borrowing back home plus a couple layers but um here it would be uh maybe two pairs of leggings two thermals um I'm usually good to go but if you're from Texas it might be a little bit more uh other than that not much else
0: I think even people from Texas, I grew up in super warm weather, it, more isn't necessary. I think you s- hit some key points there. Nick, What do you, what's your tips, your advice for dressing in cold? Uh, well, on
1: a normal day, I wear these stupid tiny socks that hide inside my shoes <laughs> that you can't see. So I put on long socks. Otherwise, this little gap right here between the top <laughs> of my shoe and my pants or my or whatever I'm wearing, is the coldest fucking part of my body. It's miserable. So I put on long socks. Whole
0: socks work great. When you wear those socks that you're wearing right now, yep. do you find that sometimes when your heels slip, it makes your sock come off your heel and go underneath your foot? Yeah, it drives me insane. That's my first, like,
1: five minutes of having these socks on when I put them in my shoe is digging back into my shoe to pull the heel back on my foot. It's the reason <laughs> I don't
0: – I don't know if you notice, but normally when I'm wearing shorts, I wear very short socks as well. Um, and I went away from those because of the problem I you explained. Know, you know,
1: the the key to it is just buying new socks all the time. And who doesn't like the feel of new
0: socks? Dude, it's uh socks. These, <laughs> if, if you see these socks are fucking worn out, I love <laughs> new socks. I'm 100%. New socks, new underwear, once a year at least. They're not that expensive. They're comfortable. <laughs> Who's wearing underwear anymore? All right, bro? Mm. <laughs>
3: no. Not, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm no, not, not on not that I right. <laughs> You're not wearing no, your underwear. <laughs> I, I, is that what you just <laughs> no. said? I would lose my fucking mind if I had pants on without underwear. It totally, totally full of yeah. shit. So long socks, thermal layer. I wear stretch pants because. I'm secure with myself. You always wear stretchy pants, <laughs> and then uh, something They're like kids' under pants. Under <laughs> yeah, these are these are from the kids section. Believe I'm that. shocked
0: you don't have infinity stretchy pants. Have you seen? They those? didn't send me any. Uh, I have seen them. They're awesome. You need to talk to Blake. Is that his name? I forget. Yeah, that. Blake. He's okay. the guy. He's the new guy. I just I'm still getting names down. Um, so gloves. Uh, Justin, what do you do?
2: Uh, well, I I actually spent uh, two years in very cold weather. Uh, starting up plants, so I have a lot of Under Armour uh, and other things, and I was just fortunate enough to have, like, the Level 3 hardcore shit, and that's really um, more than what I need. Usually it's way too much. Are
0: you talking about the infrared gear they have?
2: Yeah, because um, I, I was doing starting up plants in middle of Wyoming and all that crap is stupid cold. Um, but uh, I actually got asked the question when I was out there uh, on Saturday about jumping in cold weather, and uh, a person, a, a less experienced number, asking about wearing gloves because they were concerned with wearing gloves. Um, and my advice to them and most people is, you know, wear them normally. Uh, you know, try them out first. Don't just go jump them. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you have the dexterity. Practice. Put on your rig. Lay down. Practice your pull. Uh, make sure you can feel your handles. Um, make sure you can also pick up a... Uh, a coin off the table um, that they're nice and tight on you and they don't necessarily have to be rated for cold gear uh, for cold weather, really thick put the latex gloves underneath a thin pair of gloves mm-hmm. and you'll be perfectly fine
0: So I hear people with really mixed reviews about the latex glove thing, I'm, I'm all for it by the way and I really think part of that latex glove issue is an application issue Do you know what I mean by that?
1: application of someone's doing a shitty job of putting them on and not pulling the fingertips all the way down?
0: Or when they're putting them on. So when you wear gloves, do you put them on before you get on the plane or while you're on the plane? That's what I'm wondering.
1: What what I personally do? Yeah. I, I don't do the latex glove deal. So you don't know. You nope. don't have an answer. No, I just wear uh, one single pair of
0: leather gloves. When you wear I'm gloves, because you're a man.
1: Uh, honestly, I, I put them on with the rest of my gear normally. Okay. So you get on the plane with them
2: hmm
1: most of the time yeah i yeah.
2: usually wait till like 10 grand to put them on
3: i've done it both ways <laughs> um it doesn't really hey make do, how you doing <laughs> you
0: heard your daughter i swear she's a good upstanding young lady She'll i don't <laughs> think
3: so do not
0: disrespect
1: do you know what
3: my grandma might be listening too. hey grandma, what's, <laughs> grandma what's, what's, grandma's?
1: <laughs> what's grandma's name ruth do and ruth yeah my ladies
2: for me, putting my gloves on is more like, especially because normally it's for a uh, team trainer or something, that's more like, okay, it's it's game time. You know, stop stop mm-hmm. fucking around. Start concentrating.
0: You are country. Brooke Ray Dawson, Doe, and Ruth. <laughs> my <laughs> God. I like how quickly that went from gloves yeah. to just straight up hit bill. Yeah. Picking on Brooke. Yeah. So, uh, I'm man, used to it. <laughs> it's, uh, gloves, I, I, I'm the same way. I put them on whether I'm wearing a liner or not a liner. At the last second, and, and think about it, uh, for a lot of you jumping, it's your hands are getting sweaty inside those gloves. Mm-hmm. If they're getting sweaty, that moisture gets cold very quickly, whether there's a vapor barrier or not. As a matter of fact, uh, if you're wearing a liner, it makes it colder because there's that vapor barrier.
1: That, that makes more sense with the, with the latex gloves. That, yeah, If you have them on for too long, your hands are going to sweat, that moisture is going to get cold, and you're and probably and eliminating the purpose of the gloves.
0: And they're trapped inside that latex, the moisture is. Yeah. And that latex is going to get cold in return, so is the moisture. So it really does make a big difference of when you put it on. And, and the thing that a lot of you just kept saying were layers, layers, layers. The things, here's what I see a lot of, and man, this one drives me nuts. How often have you seen your, fo- fr- your foods, your friends? <laughs> I was going with hoodie and friends <laughs> at the same time. My mother says, footy, your footy. That's She's Japanese, and somehow uh hoodie has not at the beginning of it. I don't know. You have a hoodie. Uh, but Debbie, if you're listening, shout out to my mighty mom. Um, when you're wearing a hoodie, have you seen that? People, bulky hoodie, big baggy hoodie with their hoodie flapping all over the place. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that, Brooke Ray Dawson?
3: Um, I don't really <laughs> like it. What? your name. Uh, I, I know. Uh, I don't really like the hood, to be honest. Um.
0: Privileged white girl. I don't like the hood. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, i actually saw someone jumping today tandem with a big fur collar on oh <laughs> like looking for, who's got that one because <laughs> they're gonna have fur uh, right in their face all day but i think it's for a different reason when you're jumping alone i, get I always closet. get the uh, <laughs> i get the uh um the fright that it's is gonna tangle up my risers or something like that so i like to just tuck it in if i do have a hood on anything mm-hmm.
1: You're looking at me mm-hmm. like I should be saying something. Oh, I I don't li- say something. I don't like hoodies either. Yeah. I, d- I mean I d- I just like to wear clothing that fits, you know. I don't wanna have to worry about something being over my handles or something flapping around behind me or something getting tangled <laughs> up mm-hmm. in something else. Just like I I I dress you know, I understand jumpsuits I know aren't the coolest thing to, to have right now if you're a next level skydiver. But I understand the function of keeping everything covered and keeping everything in place. So when I want to hang out with the cool kids and I want to jump without a a jumpsuit, I try and make sure that everything I'm wearing is still going to be in the same spot as it was when I left the airplane. You know, uh, a thin jersey coming up over my handles when I have, you know, thousands of jumps and I'm very familiar with my handles and what they feel like, that's great. But when you've got a thick hoodie and thick gloves and that hoodie's over your handles and now you're reaching for them and you can't find all the fabric that's in between you and that handle yeah that's not something i'd wear
0: i got a buddy who we've lost and i may have shared the story before but I'll, i'll share it again it's so worth telling that um every bit of evidence shows every bit of evidence says uh we know he was wearing a baggy hoodie a baggy sweatshirt it was a cooler day for sure uh he was using it partially to stay warm and he had a bag lock and he cut away so low and pulled his reserve so low Um, Now, we say so low, there's some assumptions going on to this, but the fact that the jumper with him never saw him under canopy would also um, uh, back up that that it was low enough that when his reserve came open, um, it got to line stretch, and that is it. His free bag, his main in a bag lock, everything landed right near him within, I think, 50 feet of him. So, again, indicative of uh, he, he cut away that low, pulled the handles that low. And every bit of evidence shows and proves that it was because he couldn't grab his handles because shit was mm-hmm. covering it, and, and and you'll constantly hear instructors, experienced jumpers, veterans of the sport push against things that you do, and we commonly do it because we saw bad things. You know, I saw a friend, uh, or not in this case, I didn't see a friend die, but I I I know a friend died. Um, and it's 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 haunting, it's scary, it's heavy. Had We just said in the loading area, bro, you shouldn't be jumping that. Would he still be here is a good question. Mm -hmm. So wear wear the right clothes, wear the right thing. Brooke, you said the risers and the hoodie getting caught up together. Yep. Man, do you really think, guys, that's a real possibility? I don't know. I've had my finger
1: trapped between my two (laughs) two risers before. I've heard of,
3: like, pigtails getting stuck in them and... That I, I don't like anything hanging behind me or around me. It's. It I'd be more concerned
2: with the three ring or three rings. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. getting in there, maybe the the little pull strings or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, there there have been, and I've heard stories of people getting their hair cut. And at some point, I always wonder about the uh, validity of a story. I, I dealt with somebody recently who had a problem. And as this young lady relayed her, I was the first person she spoke to relayed her story to me. There were all the facts. They were very clear. They were very simple. She was very certain of the facts because I asked questions to make sure that she was certain and aware of what was going on and mm-hmm. around. And as she shared the story from person to person, it drastically and dramatically changed. And, and part of it is, is catching her senses. And part of it is, is new jumpers just getting carried away. Mm-hmm. But then I've had some very trustworthy veteran friends of mine who've got their hair caught in their risers. Justin, I'm with you. Uh, It may or may not hinder the three ring, but any chance that scares the shit
2: out of me. The Um, only time I've jumped with mine were Hop and Pops, and I made sure the hoodie was rolled all the way up and tucked everything away. I was pulling right out of the door. My hoodie's pretty tight, so it didn't really matter.
0: It could also just somehow whip into your three rings create or your risers, create a malfunction because they hang up, get caught and tied up. Um, very realistic, these things could happen. And now cut away with your hoodie tied to your canopy. Mm-hmm. They definitely scare me. They're, they're definitely frightening thoughts.
1: Yep. I mean, that would be a really cool move if you could cut away and have the
0: <laughs> hoodie slip off of you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> might be might be worth it. <laughs> So we, we got to wrap up. We got to get going. We got to get moving around. It is Thanksgiving time frame. So I, w- I want to do a couple of things. The last thing I'm going to ask you is advice to give any of our listeners, any people going to any type of unlimited jump package. But we, before we go there, we, we've got to talk about Thanksgiving. It's uh, the time of year in America, America, excuse me, United States of America, because yeah. you're also America,
3: America, America.
0: Amer- you're North America, mm-hmm. Um where we give thanks. We remember what we've had this year. And I really want to know this year, what has been special? What has been a blessing for you guys? And Justin, we never start with you. So, (laughs) Oh man.
4: (laughs) Oh, Oh.
0: Justin, what, what's been special? What's thankful for you? What are you thankful for this year?
2: Uh, one thing I'm thankful, thankful for is organ donors because I have a dead guy's tendon in my knee now (laughs) and it feels great, like much better (laughs) than it has for the past 12 years. Uh, uh, another thing is uh, a relationship I've been in now since February. Uh, it's been it's been really good.
0: Man, I've actually watched you uh, date uh, girls here and there, and, and none of them got super serious. And when you started dating, you're still with Allison, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought it was Amy now. I, I lost her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, Allison. Uh, it's been cool, dude. You guys obviously are rocking together. Congratulations. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mr. P.? Man, I've been a spoiled fuck this year, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean?
1: I was in Hawaii in January, <laughs> Switzerland, Dubai, all thanks to, thanks to iFly. I was doing the math. I flew almost like 50,000 miles in the last year. Damn. So I've got to travel a fair bit. Uh, work's been good. Uh, everything in Spaceland's great. Had some really fun skydives. Uh, personal life's good. My relationship's good.
0: Built new skydiving relationships with various new, partners. Yeah, new
1: new couple new sponsorships this year. Got a new cat. <laughs> it's
0: been it's been really good. Uh, year. You don't sound very genuine about that cat. I part. do.
1: I do <laughs> ninety ninety percent <laughs> of the time I really like Kevin. Kevin the third. But uh
3: that was my favorite Kevin.
1: He's everybody's favorite. That's the whole reason why I brought that cat <laughs> home. Because I was surprising Sam, my girlfriend, with the cat, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, she, We already had a cat, her cat, yeah. who is a pretty aggressive fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And so I was worried that the two of them just weren't going to get along. Yeah. And I knew, like, hey, if this doesn't work out, this cat is cute enough that somebody else is going to take him. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the cutest one. I'll take the one that everybody likes. <laughs> and so it'll be the easiest one to get rid of if this nightmare <laughs> cat scenario develops. Smart. But uh, no, he's he's fit right in the the pack. He kind of runs
0: the place now. Oh,
3: he's so pretty cute.
0: Help me out, Kevin the Third. Th- these are, first of all, whose cats was it that we had? Brockton. These are Brockton's.
3: Brockton. It's also Brockton's birthday, if you're listening. Happy Yo! Birthday. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday,
0: Doc. Um, did he name them all Kevin? Kevin yes. the first.
3: <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, and Kevin.
0: <laughs> well, the story he told me is that
1: he was on the phone with his little sister while birthing these, yes. ca- these kittens. And he's like, I don't know what to name them. And she's naming, saying Kevin uh, the movie Up. The bird named Kevin. Okay. Yeah. yeah so name a Kevin. Uh, there's another one. He's Kevin the second. <laughs> and uh, the out came <laughs> Kevin the third. I stole that little bastard. Kevin in, the know. third was <laughs> the
3: best looking one too. He's a handsome fella. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're happy for skydiving and Kevin Brooke?
3: Um, I am happy for this entire year. I mean, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. A uh, lot of changes, tons of changes, lots of ups and downs. Um, if
0: they could only build a documentary of your life. <laughs>
3: be a little creepy, right? (laughs) Yeah, it would. that would be creepy (laughs) as fuck
0: if somebody followed me with a camera.
3: Uh, uh, So the skydive has been awesome. Um, Met a lot of really cool people. Everyone on the Jump Package has been super awesome. Kind of grew a whole... Even Henry? (laughs) Even Henry Geyer. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, He had some character to the group for sure. Everyone does in their own little way thankful for my family back home especially because um i'm usually really close with them i see them all the time and they've been awesome with me just being away and being on facetime i got to see them when i go home and when i go visit them when my mom comes to austin because she doesn't come to houston but uh (laughs) um it's been it's been quite the year and i'm extremely thankful for it i've learned a lot about myself and it's it's been awesome
2: it's such
0: a cool thing to do—get away from everything, get away to skydive, mm-hmm. get away—and and it, uh, as much as you're around everybody, isolate yourself from your world. Exactly. Um, I think the jump package is a very unique opportunity. Number one, to skydive your ass off. Mhm. And if you allow yourself, number two, get to know yourself better.
3: Absolutely, and that's been a huge part in this year. It's—it's it's a lot of self. Worth almost like you, you really realize who you are and you get in tune with yourself. You got a lot of time to think about what's best for you, and it's been really beneficial. Um, especially, I it's weird to s- talk spiritually, but because I'm not a very spiritual person, but it's um, it's definitely opened my eyes to a lot of stuff.
0: That's a word, man. I have a, a very huge struggle with spiritual, doesn't necessarily like we immediately associate that to some type of christianity god more or higher being where spirituality is in my mind said and done what different people make of it i mm-hmm. don't know why it's such a taboo thought process uh now what and exactly how we believe and agree and disagree can be polarizing because it's very personal mm-hmm. and so when it's personal it gets personal and then people get upset but i don't understand why we can't all have some level and we should be have some level of spiritualness some level of understanding and and difference in it right yeah. like
3: everyone's got their different type of i think spiritualness for me would be like my own self coming out it's my Alanis own more spirit is god yes exactly <laughs> what <laughs> did you get the
0: movie reference Brooke? i did <laughs> okay sweet i have a movies hat yeah, in there yeah dogma uh, yeah i have all the movies uh, get up and stuff um so uh um what would, what advice would you give somebody coming to an unlimited jump package?
3: Um be prepared for weather days, be prepared for multiple days, have goals. Um Jimmy said it really well in his video. He's he's got a, a goal wall. A vision, that, board. Uh, that's, that's his vision so board. his vision board. He's that's full that's of shit. Did for. you know? Oh, uh, did so you know funny. that he
1: fucking
0: lied about that? You did not listen well I'm to his so, episode. Me? No, I'm so
1: happy. I'm so happy I that you brought this up because we've <laughs> talked about it a few times on the podcast already. He was a guest here and he came clean to me that he made that shit up because he thought I put him on the he spot. He actually
2: commented on one of the, one of the streams yeah. God, I'm, I'm going to so, actually have to build one I'm now. so
1: excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for Jimmy to hear this episode because it's like we're it's <laughs> close to the end. He's
0: going to think... He's
1: not There's no exist. vision yeah.
2: board. Dude, he, my he was watching <laughs> up until like a few minutes ago. Uh, oh, Son of a bitch. My sister at some
0: point, uh, a couple episodes, Zach's episode, we talked about it. <laughs> and my sister commented something about Jimmy's vision board and giving him shit. <laughs> and Jimmy's comment, that's what you were talking about, Justin, is he's like, now I have to make a vision board. Yeah. Now it's done.
2: <laughs> I love how you referenced it. And he was totally full of shit. That's great. So
0: if you're out there and you're listening to this, next time uh, you see Jimmy Wynn wearing that sweet, sweet, sick Gravity Lab jersey, yeah. uh, what? Uh, yeah, ask, ask him, him about his vision board. <laughs> and Jimmy, I want Jesus. to see your vision board. And yes, those Gravity Lab jerseys are going to be ordered. Yes, I have decided to make them. Yes, if you've not seen them, they are in gray and inverted gray. Do and they're what, beautiful. Do you know what inverted gray means? Yes, you showed me a picture. It means white. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we inverted the gray, and it's a, it, but it, white is what inverted gray turns out to be. Uh, check them out. So you be ready for these things. Um, what would you do differently? Those are, that's the advice you would give. Of those things, what's different th- than what you had for a plan?
3: What I had for a plan? Yeah, like um, goals
0: were missing a little mm-hmm. bit.
3: What's up, Kevin Craig? <laughs> hey,
0: Kevin. <laughs> Probably one of our most loyal listeners. I had to say he hello. called
2: out a drink on something. I was trying to figure out what we referenced. Shout Maybe out. Karaoke. K- karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been karaoke.
0: Drink. Shout out. Well, shout out to Drinking Game. Shout out to uh, Drinking. And I gave a shout out to my mighty, mighty sister.
3: Uh, shout out to the JPCs. Dude, JPC going right strong now.
0: in the house. <laughs> hey, Glenn, <laughs> this is how you do a podcast And not vomit after. Are you going to vomit after this? No, I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to vomit This is how you do a podcast. (laughs) And if you guys watch Glenn, he held his composure great (laughs) 30 minutes after the show. He filled my toilet with puke. (laughs) He had composure and kept it there, so he Mm -hmm. did good. Um, What did you do differently, or or what are you doing differently than what you gave advice of just now?
3: Um, What I'm doing differently is definitely, so I didn't take as much advantage of the jump package when I got here that I would like to, and what I'm definitely trying to do now is jump my ass off until the end of the year. Um trying to figure out if I'm going to go home for Christmas or mom but <laughs> um just making the best of everything. Um especially the family you get here. I just right off the bat jump into it. Don't be scared. I was a little scared. It was it was a lot for me. It was the trailer life, everything all at once. It was it was an adjustment, but uh you get there.
0: Most drop zones you go to are extremely friendly. Mm -hmm. Skydivers, I've never met a skydiver who's a stranger. I just met a skydiver. I don't know their name yet. Um, It seems very easy to be like, oh, you're a skydiver? I'm a skydiver? Great, we're friends. I mean, fucking goddamn. I had a complete stranger couple stay in my house because Nick Lot said, yo, these are homies of mine. I'll vouch for them. (laughs) Who will give them a place to stay? And I'm like, you vouched for them. I'm done. Daniel Lovett and Christine Lovett, it. Christine Lovett, man. Super wonderful people, and we sat and talked, and we ended up being buddies. We still have a lot in common right off the bat. Oh, dude, and you told me as soon as you're like, oh yeah, you're gonna they're gonna stay with you, dude. This is why you're gonna love each other. Uh, you both talk a lot, and you both like MMA. <laughs> is that how, that's not how you <laughs> it was said? P- it's it pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you were nicer than I was about it. Um, but man, Spaceland is, is I really feel super unique with the level of friendliness mm-hmm. overall <laughs> around the DZ. Um, would you say that's true?
3: I think it's very, very friendly. It's very welcoming. Um, very comfortable uh, atmosphere, to be honest.
0: And there's a lady in suburbia. Her nickname is what? No, you don't gotta pee before you say her nickname. Mom. Mum, her nickname is Mum, uh, uh, Kate. Kate works here at Spaceland. And she does such a good job taking folks in and, and helping give you guidance and direction. Uh, and I don't think it matters what drop zone you go to. These jump package uh, drop zones, you're used to seeing people come in, used to having an annual crew and an annual group. So uh, follow that. Dude, we were wrapping up in like two minutes and she got up and <laughs> went pee. No, it's yeah. fine. Let's <laughs> keep going. Oh, we're going to keep going. What do you thankful for, DJ? Oh, I did happen to miss that, didn't I? So, man, I... Um, uh, Surviving the car accident I was in today, um, dude, I'm okay. It's not bad. If you, uh, I got rear-ended in my car today. Um, if you, if you just looked at my car, you wouldn't notice the damage. Um, if you look closely, it's very obvious. But uh, um, what I'm really thankful for is, is Nick um, and you, and and all of these people who keep coming through this show. Um, Gravity Lab Radio has been very interesting as as an adventure and one of the things gravity lab radio has done is opened my doors number one uh we talk about this a lot nick i i've learned a lot about me through the show hearing our friends input hearing our friends thought processes uh yours and justin's i've grown tremendously but it's not only opened my mind and my eyes but it's also given me uh a, a different avenue of exposure where I've I've gotten more opportunities. LMB, I'm doing a lot more work in the marketing side with them now. Um, Other companies I've been working with, my relationship has grown. Nick, you and I are about to do some special projects for VSE, and a lot of it was born from this show. Um, So the the skydiving community, man, without any of these jumpers, uh, the rating center has grown to be a respected name and and i'll own that and i'll own that not because it's me but because it's hank because it's Aaron dita because it's valerie uh because it's justin not because you're here but because you were somebody who were trained by us because it's brooke i always have considered the rating center everybody we train we are all training we are all ratings folks um all those friends who've helped me build that brand all the friends who've helped me build gravity lab radio to what it's been i mean you guys come here fucking every week for free and spend three hours of your life with this bullshit um i say bullshit is a fun time Brooke. don't don't get me wrong (laughs) um the the life skydivers have given me man it's the last year i've really i've always loved the sport i think you know that but the love and the care and passion i've seen lately it has grown I, w- I was in dallas this last week and man a fella i see his name all the time on the feed charles stout you look at the feed more than any of us man charles stout i learned this yeah
2: I've, I've jumped with him
0: he was in radio at some point he thinks oh my god radio and skydiving podcast like this to him is a dream job and we get to do this and guys like him walk up to me and super nice fella introduce himself to me. We had a fun conversation. Another dude came up to me and introduced himself. It, it, ju- just this community and this family. I, I can't thank skydivers enough for the. Lo- skydiving has given me my life. I think skydivers have defined my life. So, skydivers. I can't fucking believe I just think skydivers <laughs> being them. <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna die. You wanna do over? <laughs> 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 I'm thankful for my wife who allows me to be a full-time skydiver. Was that better? There we go. You yeah, nailed that was the, was the rest nailed. <laughs> <out>. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> Winning. Um so um Brooke, mm-hmm. you you said there was a lot you took away from I, in summary, if one thing, what is the biggest thing you took away from this year? Personal physical it doesn't matter.
3: Um the biggest thing it's really hard to pick one, but, um, been picked family, family. Um, no matter where you go, you get, you grow a family, uh, especially true with skydiving. Uh, I find it very hard to move to new places and not, and like, and be able to meet new people. But with skydiving, it makes it very easy. As long as you stick around for more than a week, you're, you're meeting people and they become your family. And I'm super thankful for that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I take away from this is it's not like discipline or the amount of skydives I've done. It's it's the people you meet along the way. And everyone I've met while I'm here has been absolutely amazing. I mean, there's been a couple people where I just haven't clicked that well or something's happened, but it's, uh, for the most part, it's been unreal. It's been a great experience.
0: Man, it's such a good year. I, I have to say this year's Jump Package crew has been a phenomenal group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely been different. We, we've we had such a, a, a great standard of folks show up, and nobody here is, is a bad person. But just, I would say, one of the more mild groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they are all been great people, but you're definitely one of those standout people. Definitely a compassionate care for what you do. Uh, Some good common sense and and some good uh, ideas on your shoulders. So super happy to have you here. Super happy to have you around.
3: Well, thank you. Anything
0: you want to share with your friends and family as we wrap this up?
3: Um, Friends and family. uh, JPCs, this is your (laughs) shout-out that you wanted since I know you're watching. And family, I love you. And I'll be home somewhere around Christmas.
0: Jump package cunts. (laughs) Next year... In August, check out our uh, Facebook page because there is another event listing already is on it, there. Isn't
1: October? I thought it was October. October.
0: That's what I said. It's not, is it?
3: Is that all the? Uh, yes, yeah, so that's
1: exactly what you said.
0: What did I say? August? No, you said October. You said Everyone October. was you. fucking <laughs> with
1: you.
3: It's the alumni <laughs> get together, right? It is.
0: The, is a the jump package <laughs> right. reunion. Now I'm confused. It's a jump package You'd, reunion. You did. You did <laughs> say August. But it is October. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They sound sound similar. It's October 19th. Um, (laughs) I do know that much. Um, I could be wrong about that date. Uh, It's the week prior to that. It's a Jump Package reunion. I know a lot of you are coming from places like Canada, Atlanta, America's Hat, uh, Australia, (laughs) uh, uh, England's Prisoners, uh, and other places few and far between. Uh, Dobbins is coming from West Africa. Um, (laughs) 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 You know Dobbins. Mm -hmm. So they could, yeah, anyways, uh, Y'all are coming from all over, so please come and join us. And it doesn't matter. You've had friends on the Jump Package. It's just an excuse for everybody to throw a party and get together. Come show up. It's not a boogie. It's not a big thing. We're not going to have anything formal. We just, it's about the people. So yep. organizing anything crazy and big takes away from, from the people. So hopefully you're back this time next year or, or that time mm-hmm. next year. Uh, hopefully you guys come and visit. Mr. Grabs. What si, else, senor. Anything else you want to close your face out with?
2: Um no, I guess I wanted to mention uh, there's an event going on with the orphan Thanksgiving thing. Yeah, I'll always go tomorrow. to the drop zone for that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you guys aren't doing anything, it's it's always a, a really good group of folks.
0: Food is somewhere around three o'clock. Does anybody know the time on that?
3: Uh it's around three three
0: thirty. It's around three, three thirty. Uh go to uh Third Coast Organizing Facebook page, Baseland Houston New Jumper Facebook page. Um there is an event listing. You can sign up and bring food, bring things. If you are showing up right now and it's last minute and you can't get on that potluck thing, grab something from the store. Grab something from your pantry. Beer. Or bring beer. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and realistically, just show up. There's plenty of people bringing things. And I guarantee you I have a money. bunch of
2: venison I need to get rid of. So We are family. Okay. So if
0: you just show up and you have nowhere else to go. Uh, I've actually n- never done the uh, orphan uh, Thanksgiving. Have you, Nick?
1: Gosh, I think maybe the first year. This is the third year, right? Fourth.
0: Fourth year? Yeah. I think maybe the first year. Yeah, I, I haven't done it yet. Uh, historically, Valerie and I have had friends, a small group over for Thanksgiving. This year, we're having our dogs and our cats over for Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> um, Mr. P, anything you want to crows out with? Yeah,
1: I do want to. Uh, Look at that to stupid little brown girl. Yeah, she's calling me right now. Because <laughs> I'm late. Should I? Oh, isn't the rule supposed to answer it? Oh, plug it oh in! Oh God, hang plug it on! It. Plug it in. Hello? Hello? No, hang on, hang on. I got to embarrass you. Hang on.
2: <laughs>
1: Say again. Hello? Hey. Uh, oh, I don't know. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just waiting for the shuttle. Oh yeah, you just leaving work? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. How was your day? Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, we're podcasting right now. Everybody's listening to what's oh, happening. Are Mm-hmm. No, I'm so
0: sorry. That's okay. It's no, fine. we're enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. It sounds like a little kid missed her bus for school. <laughs> Hi, Dad.
4: Hi, Dad. I missed no, the it's, shadow. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>... <laughs>
1: All right. Well. No, it's fine. It's good. But we're still, it's just, we're going a little late. It's fine. you know what's funny is it like that's hilarious but makes me feel a tiny bit bad all right okay i'll see you at home in a little bit
0: (laughs) okay i love you (laughs) hey sam wait hang on sam are you there sam we're doing dinner Thursday night next week uh, with a couple friends of ours. You and Nick are coming, maybe. We'll talk later. Okay. Can, can you do that? Um, I probably can because I get off at,
4: on Thursday? <laughs> yeah, I get off at 3, I think. All right. We'll talk more about it <laughs> so later. fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> okay,
1: hey, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Love hey. you, Sam. Okay. Okay, bye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, little okay. kid
0: just got in trouble with her parents, got busted, like,
2: Okay, uh, <laughs> now just that that's happened, I'm just disappointed that we prepped the <laughs> headphone cord. Yeah, you
1: I know. It was right it here. In. It was right here. I should have just plugged it in. I'm an asshole. <laughs> cool, uh, man. Good friend of ours, Mr. Yeah. Mark Fields. Oh, uh, Mark Fields is in the hospital right now. <laughs> so if uh, if you know Mark at all, he's the, he's our mechanic. He's the person that maintains all of our airplanes. I don't know... Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time as the patient in the hospital, but I've spent some time there uh, kind of riding right seat for somebody. I know how lonely it can be in the hospital, and especially over the holidays. So if you know Mark at all, he's at the VA hospital downtown. Uh, Dem- Demakey Hospital, is that right? D-E-B-A-K-E-Y. De- D- e- B- a- DeBakey. DeBakey, VA hospital in uh, in the med center. So uh, he can have visitors. I've heard he's in
0: pretty good spirits, so... um, I believe visiting hours is 10 to 10, if I read correctly. 10 to 10 is what I read, yeah. Cool. Uh, Definitely uh, hit him out, check him out. Mark Field, a lot of you know him. He looks like Santa Claus. He's our aircraft mechanic here in Houston. And, uh, man, that dude has known my dad longer than I've been alive. They barely knew each other. Uh, but they both recognize each other's name from the Marine Corps. They every two weeks, uh, every so many months, would overlap for two weeks at a time. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, see, su- oh, it's super cool. Kind of the, the odd connection between my family mm-hmm. and him. One of Mark's most favorite things in the wide world are morel
1: mushrooms. So, if you can find and morel's fire trucks, <laughs> fire trucks? He used to work on fire trucks. Oh, is that true? Yeah, in Indiana, yeah. He
0: man, that guy. Uh, have you seen him play the banjo? I have seen a video of him play the banjo. I haven't <laughs> seen, it, seen it in person. Motherfucker knows how to play a banjo, dude. It is very, very enjoyable. When he gets healthy, we'll have to convince him to come out and give us a rip. All right. Show us what's up. Um, Anything else you want to share, Mr. P? No, that's it. Uh, Man, guys and gals, really appreciate you joining us. I want to thank our show sponsors, Option Studios, not only do they make these dope jerseys that Justin and Nick are wearing tonight. You almost they forgot my fucking name. Uh, man, I did almost <laughs> forget your name. Uh, they do a lot of other graphic design. PIA is coming up. That will be a topic soon. We'll talk about the symposium. Uh, but they do trade show stuff as well. So if you need banners, if you need wind blades, man, they recently did wind blades for Levi's for, uh, what's the San Francisco football team? Um Not the Giants, that's their baseball team. Uh, 49ers! Uh, So NFL games, man. They've done Wemblings for NFL games. It doesn't matter what you have. Trade show banners, tabletops, tents, you name it, they do it all. So hit up Option Studios. Uh, Also brought to you by the good guys detailing. Uh, Hit them up. They're getting into hydrographics. You know what hydro dipping is, Nick? So they're starting to do that as well. They can do that stuff to your helmet. Um, Don't be lazy. Go back to the very beginning of the show and we'll have an ad all about that stuff. Till then, I love this line. Hit that funky music, white boy. (laughs) This is Thanksgiving. It's Gravity Lab Radio. Great timing. That was nice. Blue skies.
3: See you later. Creepy camera guy.